Welcome everybody to Mog Talk episode 230. Today is Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it is a show based around a Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chuckabo Racing. Uh, and today we are going to talk about story and lore before we get into 5.5 coming up on Tuesday here. Um, before we go uh, too much further into this, though, I, I want to mention something. You guys, uh, well, let's, let's talk about, first before we go too much to it. Moose, tell everybody who you are. I want everybody to know who the guests are and everything before we go into it. Who I am? Yeah, okay. Moose. Uh, sure. I'm Anani Moose, uh, primarily an editor and content creator with Gamer Escape, I guess. But um, I've just been trying to find places to hang out and talk about lore anywhere since 1.0. It's led on some pretty wild adventures to every corner of the fandom. So I'm everywhere and nowhere and today here. Okay. All right. Sly, tell everybody who you are. Uh, uh, hi, I'm Sly. I am uh, on Behemoth on Primal, representing the Primal Boys uh, mm -hmm. here. Um, uh, I am the current state of the realm Aerosavia champion. Mm -hmm. the, I have the belt. I have yeah. the belt. Um, I usually host events once a month on um, Primal on Behemoth. Uh, for first Saturdays for Station WSOY. And yeah, I'm I'm here. Hi. So, hey. Sly, tell me what the fuck was going on with that video cuz I got to I got to say, man, I'm from Afer, so I feel a little bit I feel a little bit a heat coming on. <sighs> uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, you really yeah, yeah. want to know? I yeah. mean, I feel like I feel like Moose was the only primal representative there. Like and he he was he was he was a lifeline. He was a lifeline. Everybody else was from was from um, either Aether or I know Zeps on like Light. I think um, no primal representation. We would have kicked y'all asses. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. We would have mm, like half of, and, and and see you didn't see my like. Uh, of course, I'm going to take jabs at Happy because he's my co-host. You didn't <laughs> yeah. see my first my first reaction. The fir very first question, my thing, I'm, I'm like, happy, don't be a bitch. Happy, don't be a bitch. I'm going to phone a friend. You're going to be a bitch, happy man. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. You. I didn't know shit in any, any of those questions. I wouldn't answer a single one of those questions correctly. Uh, so I, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I what we're having the show. I guess we're we're having the show now because after that that horrible showing, yeah, I feel yeah. like we need to it, it, we need to kind of brush you up on lore a little bit. I'm not saying yeah. I'm a lore professional. I I am decently versed to the point where I can answer certain questions. Mm -hmm. I, I study. Like FS just makes me study. That's it. But okay. yeah, you you got the right person in anonymous here. So yeah, I'm yeah, glad you did the show. So let me let me uh, explain everybody because people who've watched the show for a while might know Ethis uh, usually comes on for our lore and story talks, uh, but we fired his ass. That guy uh, he fucked up, dude. So we did a show called Gillionaire uh, recently, and he, like so I was talking about and referencing, uh, and I was on there, and he was my lifeline. Now uh, it came to the turn where it was my turn to answer a question right and i didn't know this at the time but of course it was literally the only question i got asked the entire show 
I was asked one question. And I was like, this sounds like a really difficult question. Nightfall Company? Who the, who knows anything about Night? Well, you know what? Ethis can come and save the day, right? Well, Sly knows about it, apparently. Sly knows. So I'm like, well, let me use my lifeline to trust the Ethis to get my team one set. Just one, one little, one question right. That's all we need to do. And I call his ass up and he doesn't pick up, right? Doesn't pick up at all, leaves me dead in the water, and I have to make a complete guess at what that answer is going to be. Uh, and I got it wrong, unfortunately, one in three chance. Uh, then I fucking found out he made that question. He's He made the question, the only question I was able to get a chance to answer. He made the most difficult question possible, so I couldn't answer it. So, that's it. At this is gone. Sorry, rest in peace, man. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry you took that bullet, man. He he made that question specifically to screw with me. <laughs> yeah, he well, was just he, he was you. just he testing. Like, there's one mention of it in the entire game, and he rolled the dice to see if my brain meets bothered to encode that into the neural network, and it did not. <laughs> uh, but for real, though, no, Ethis has some uh, prior engagements he needs to handle this weekend, and. Uh, he might be even in chat every once in a while while he's doing stuff, but he, uh, he unfortunately couldn't make it this time. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, for people who are still confused about that, uh, because he made that question, he wasn't able to answer it. And I didn't know, no one knew there was a couple of landfall ones in there. The one Moose put in there was the elemental will that fucked everybody over, but your team still won because they were the last people to try to answer (laughs) I did a um I did a lore quiz for Gamer Escape and I threw what element beats fire in there as like a gimme question. Just like check the wheel, give the answer free points. And yeah. 25% of people got it right. Like almost everyone got it like wrong, different forms of wrong. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna throw that out there just for fun. Because that means there's a 75% chance that they're gonna have to call in at this. He'll yeah. get it right. It'll be good TV. Like I just I rolled the dice on that too and i did not expect it to go like it no one knew chad didn't know like like, everybody is just like everyone is just like some people didn't do eureka and it shows like yeah yeah uh the thing is happy did tons of eureka he should have known that like 100 percent known that and he thought it was water uh so I mean, We're also used to the E11 water. wheel where it mattered. But yeah. I mean, this the elemental wheel of 14 has been in the game since 1.0. It used to be right up on the Thaumaturge Guild counter and the Dusty Tomes. Like, it's always been there. Yeah. It was a good one, man. That was a good one. Uh, but no, that, w- that was fun. That was fun. And I'm glad Sly was there to heckle. Like, <laughs> heckle us afterwards. Because <laughs> it, it, it was good. it made for good it made for good entertainment it made for good TV honestly yeah. I, I liked I, it I got both uh, encyclopedias over here that I have not opened that just sit on my shelf why do you have them because <laughs> I wanted to I, know. I wanted to open them what well, I, I think this is one thing people don't get about me I love story and I love the lore and I love all this stuff I just I haven't invested the time to really sink into it you know and like know all this stuff and mm-hmm. sometimes i see it and just forget it immediately because i'm just an old dude now i'm just old like uh, i've got i've got a hundred books that i've bought and never read but the encyclopedia <laughs> AOC, i have them i got i opened it up and i got the I, naming I, way minion 
know, I've read it on the way back from fan the fan fest. I got it. That's like, true. I was. It was just. I had time, so yeah. Oh man, you just gave me a flashback sitting in the airport, realizing that the uh, <laughs> I had been I had been trying to get this phrase off of the Final Fantasy Wikia for months. It was like it referred to the fall of all amigos, the third great here in migration. I'm like, no, it's not. And every time you deleted it, someone came back and restored it because you didn't have a citation that proved otherwise. And there wasn't one. Mm -hmm. There was no citation to put it in there. How can there be a counter Mm -hmm. one? So I'm like sitting in the airport and I flip to the timeline and it says the third great here in migration and gives a year for it. That's definitely way before that. I'm like, yes, yes. And I just can't (laughs) wait to get home and finally nuke this off the stupid (laughs) way once and for all. Yeah, I read it on the way back too. Yeah. No, uh, Victor yeah. brings up a good point. If they made an audio book, if someone just like made a video where they just read the entire thing, you know, I, I would. Could, I would probably. I don't think they could do that. Like, no? do they have an audio book of Is, the of an in, in encyclopedia? No, you're I right. Think, I think it, there it might be like one. I think there might be one in progress. I think. I think Victor might know something about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a hunch. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, the only thing I would be worried mm-hmm. about is the legality of that because it's selling a book. And, like, <laughs> if you have the. I would check into that and make sure that's all good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I. Anyways, I knew going into this event, I wasn't going to be am- able to answer any of the questions just because I just had no ability to do it. Uh, so I was just going to hope for my luck and my luck was at this and it failed me completely. So, um, <laughs> it's okay. I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. I want them to do more of those. Um, but what we're here today for is I want to go over, uh, stuff that we saw in the new trailer. Uh, I also want to go over, uh, this 5.01234, all the story leading up to kind of where we are right now and what we're going to be seeing next week, more of what we're going to be seeing next week based on what we've seen so far and what we've seen in the trailer and some stuff they mentioned, uh, at FanFest. Um, and so one thing, and I, I, I luckily, I think I know the answer to this because uh, we talked about it last week or we're assuming this, uh, is in the trailer, you you get to see old Charlian, right? You get to see your Why can't I say it now? Yishtola. <laughs> Yishtola. How did I mess up Yishtola's name? I think I just got nervous. All right, Yishtola is speaking to someone that has white hair and looks kind of familiar in a way. Uh, who who is that? You think you know? You think you know? It's the twins' father, right? Do you know his name? Uh, I don't remember. No, I, I, it was told to me, but I don't remember it. Uh, Fortunal Levier. Fortunal. He's actually, yeah, he's in. He actually is in the uh, first encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And so I'm guessing he leads the council. There is that what we're assuming? I think he's of high standing, but I think like there is someone above him like i would love to see the i guess the, the social structure or the hierarchy that's one right. of the things i'm interested in 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 old charlie and is the hierarchy in terms of who knows what who can you know who is allowed mm. to know certain things and right. like who makes the decisions like the like i really want to know why uh, historically why um 
old Charlie and is neutral. That's one thing I've always been interested in. Why haven't they wanted to act when when the calamity hit? Like they were neutral. They didn't want to do anything, even though I felt like they had the power to. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to like why they're so isolationist and so neutral. Moose, could you do me a favor of telling me everything you know about the Charlians and Old Charlian? Everything I everything I know about the Charlians and Old Charlian is going to be a lot. Let's start with Forchi. So, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. so yeah, Forch knows their dad. He's the eldest son of Louisa, which implies that there may be more kids of Louisa that we might meet when we get there, which hmm. would be interesting to me. Um, as Sly said, nailed it. He's a very influential member of the forum, but we don't know if he's like the leader of the forum or the speaker of the forum. I've seen some really interesting conspiracy theories that like, if you look at the spiral, that was like the seats that there are 13 seats separated from the rest with a 14th in the center that Forshno is at. And they're like, Oh, is this like Amarat echoes and everyone's getting all paranoid about it. But, mm-hmm. um, what we do know is that he's like a powerful, respected member of the forum. He respects everybody's autonomy but he also believes that like wisdom and pacifism is the way that's what you do you don't fight fighting is for barbarians so my first guess if we're going to follow the lore very closely my first guess is that he feels that way about being neutral because Charleon was founded in the War of the Magi. That war leads to nothing good. War will eventually lead to calamity, especially if the Asians get involved. War is their most powerful tool. So you just don't do it. You stay out of it. You, you solve your problems with wisdom. But there could be more to it. Um, there could be some maybe machinations in the background that we don't know about. People have been accusing Charleon of having some kind of, you know, deal with Elidibus, that if they stay out of it, they'll be fine once this is all over. But um, if if they did, it's probably void now. Um, so <laughs> we got a couple options. Until yeah. now, I just assumed they were like the post-World War II Japan kind of representative. You don't attack other nations. You don't allow yourself to be attacked by other nations. You don't meddle in other nations. There's usually a representative for like that in the global politics of a Japanese story, but I, I have no idea where we're going with that part. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that was another thing I was I was kind of curious about um, because I really I really think in in terms of Inwalker, uh, the fight will be brought to Old Charland. So how how will they protect themselves will they protect themselves like do they have the power yeah to? no that's a I, good point and, yeah go ahead. yeah and i think i think maybe this is where we get some of the sage lore maybe <laughs> okay that'd be cool yeah that they're just completely defensive with robots <laughs> and funnels <laughs> they they they've been making gundams okay Okay. Yeah. I, I was think- just I was just going there in my head like the post World War II Japanese society like that's there's one of those in every Gundam and they always <laughs> join at the end. They always break their neutrality at the end. I'm having seed flashbacks. Wow. Yeah, no, no. Jeez. So I no, that you're talking about that sly. How would they defend themselves? We didn't see anything of note from defenses at all so what do they do if someone if they're all completely non-war everything the war comes to them and just steps on them they just die i mean is that is that the goal or maybe they just have a bunch of sages that throw up shields 
because that's what maybe that's what do. labyrinthos is maybe that's like their geo front they're just going to go down there and hide it out like it was the right <laughs> idea in every other calamity wait for it to be over come back when everything's pristine mm. do you think uh amina is uh involved at all here the like, primal the well was it the primal it was a new threat that was at the very first fam anima uh arnima what anima anima yeah yeah because they didn't mention it at all during this fan fest no No, they didn't so i mean so we have literally no explanation for where that is going to fit in anywhere but what was actually um what was uh what was it Whose mom was that supposed to be again? Who are assuming in was 10 that? Or? No, in fourteen. I think I remember. In fourteen. I don't. I wasn't there for that discussion. Who did we? Who did we land on yeah. for the? It was the either Zenos's mom, right? or it was like, uh, it could be the twins' mom, right? That'd be dark. <laughs> <laughs> it could. Be. I think that's a long shot. I really think it's <laughs> a long shot for it to be the twins' mom. Yeah. For the, their mom to be a primal. Huh. Well, granddad's a primal. Might as well round it out. Yeah. Yeah. True. Could be. But could be grandma. No, like, yeah. And on one hand, I feel like there's like infinite room for baseless speculation, and we can't trust any of it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there's something alluring to the idea of like it was Seymour's mom. So would they do that again here? And if so, who would they do it yeah. to? But at the end of the day, I don't feel like there's anything like we can lean on to say like it might be this, it might be that. Someone's gonna guess right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I'm excited to see how that plays out, but yeah, I, I just don't know what the Charlian goal in goal is. I mean, they mentioned something uh, when they were talking before, where um, they it it's important that they don't get involved because they have a higher purpose or something similar to that within the trailer. Didn't they say that there's something else that they're doing and it's more important than all that stuff? Or they must preserve because they will always preserve or something like that. Well, I forget what the lingo was. I could see like having a duty like to preserve knowledge because if you let all of this mm-hmm. be lost in a calamity again and go back to kind of the fourth astral era again, like yeah. it's not going to be good for anybody. So I can see themselves as spinning that they have like a duty to knowledge to preserve knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. That would be consistent with what we know. But I mean, like I said before, could there be more to it? Could there be a conspiracy angle to it? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, they don't share this knowledge. Right. They don't share this knowledge, do they? They sell it sometimes. Do they? Yeah, yeah like the Etherite networks, like they they we had to pay for that shit. <laughs> like they came and did it, but we had to pay for it. <laughs> that's why you have to that's why you have to pay for teleports. Wait, a minute, now. they invented so stupid for us to hear. They invented the Aetherite network? The okay, so Aetherite lore was originally that we showed up in the sixth astral era and there was no history, we didn't know anything before that, all that was lost, and they were just there. Aetherites were just there, so we were like, Yeah, we're taking that because Aetherites tend to be placed at areas where you have high etheric concentration, that tends to be where all the life is. You might as well put your city there. But what happened was Charleon figured out how they work and was able to connect, like how teleport magics work alongside them, and they were able to construct new ones. So they didn't invent them, but they did kind of figure them out. According to Odasan, it was actually the Alagons who first um, made synthetic ones. Uh, I don't. We haven't gone too deep into it, so I don't know what I could say that would be true and not. But no, they didn't. Okay. They didn't invent them. They just. But they have sold them, them out. to us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
and they have better ones apparently. Yeah, they got seashells for their. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <is that> right? <laughs> Oh man! But no, okay. So the other thing I have about the whole Charlie and stuff is one landmark uh, of the city is um, the statue of the lady holding the pot spilling of water. Does that mean anything, or is that just really cool looking? Because I mean, I, I would assume it's just it's cool looking, so they put a big statue up there. Musaf is going to ask you. Did you think that was because who was associated? Um, I'm I well you were just saying you were just saying you were judging you were judging haps for calling me on a on a 12 question so I was waiting to see like do, do you know do you know I was oh. going to say it I was going to say it was um it's in chat already so um yeah you can cheat <laughs> it, people are saying it's Staliak yeah. Really? So it's not a lady. I, I was wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. guys. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure those are like the waters of Thaliac, the the knowledge of Thaliac. Um, Hold on. Let me pull up. Like, I don't I was, play Astrologian, I, so I haven't seen that card in a while. Let me pull up his card. Has he got, the, <laughs> has he got it on the card? I was going to say either Lim Lane or uh, Menfina. Hmm. That Those were my guesses. Thaliac? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're... you're Chat saying it is the patron deity is. Dominant. I mean, okay. that that art, by the way, that kind of statue, I've seen it outside the game exactly the same. So it's like a common a trope for, I guess, for a, a statue. Yeah, well, because it's it's based like Aquarius is the same thing. The water bearer. Mm -hmm. There are a couple parallels like that in the twelve. Not all of them, but a couple of them. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, or did you find a, a picture, Moose? I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah, I, my Google images are all blurry. <laughs> okay, Specify large. No, it's so I, that, I just saw that and it was like it's a highlight when you see the city. That's the one thing you you think of immediately, uh, because then that kicking badass music comes in right at that exact scene, uh, and you'll always remember it. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to that in the game. Okay, yes, the Scrubber has not played Astrologian in a while. Uh, <laughs> he does. He does have the. Uh, he does have the vase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Uh, all right. So now we know who that is. That's who the Charlians, I would assume, worship, right? In a way. Patron deity. Patron deity. Yeah. Uh, so, and that all lines up and makes sense. I wonder how that's going to work out when we fight the 12 in the <laughs> Alliance. I'm nervous. Oh. I, I still don't think we're going to, like, we'll, I think we'll talk about that later, but I don't think we're fighting yeah. the 12 per se. Okay. okay. The, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, is there, by the way, why, is there a new Charlian? Kind of. Yeah. It was going to be. There was like, okay, so... When they founded their colony up in Dravania, what we now call Idleshire, that was New Charlian. And it was oh, just, it? yeah, because like if you, it's, 
it's kind of a meta reference because of the way the game was developed. The game was originally supposed to have six six city states on the continent of Aldenard, and we would visit all six. And one of them was going to be Charleon. And eventually the excuse for that not being there was like, oh, they went home to a mother, mother Charleon and they're gone now. So we started calling that other island Old Charleon. And oh. now we're just sticking to it. Okay, that that makes sense. Uh... So yeah, new, new Charleon is Littleshire now. Okay. Again, guys, chat, I know you're on top of it, but like you can see how... <laughs> How far behind I am with all this story and lore. They probably even said that at FanFest, didn't they say that like at FanFest or something with Idleshire being Charlian or a new Charlian? Or am I assuming that? Because they did bring up my, something. My neurons did not encode it into my memory if okay. they did. Okay. Uh, yeah, they brought, up, they brought up the whole six, like, six city-states thing. Like I forget where that was, what panel that was even. Yeah, they did, um, I remember they, they bringing that up. Uh, I don't know if yeah. that was on the keynote. Um, it actually, yeah, I think it. I think it was. And then Yoshida was like, "Yeah, that's way too much. There's no way we're doing six starting cities." Yeah. Yeah, it was in the keynote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so the the uh, going on that note, what we know of Charlene, a lot of our references, a lot of things that we can see in game right now is Idleshire and that whole area around Idleshire. Uh, so I we saw the Great Gubu Library. Right, Gubu, Google, Google Library, <laughs> and so we 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 seen that, uh, which is, I guess is just like a hint, at, like a small taste of what Charlian, uh, has with it. Right, I'm assuming they have libraries that are like fifty thousand times more massive than that. Pretty sure we like saw little clips of one flying through it in the in the new trailer too. Mm. Um, and so yeah. it is right. Yeah. In the new trailer, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. it's like right before we get to right before we get to Graha, in the yeah. deepest like reaches of the library. Okay. What drove? So again, what drove him away from Idle? Why did I even call it? So this is stupid for us to go on a tangent here. Why did I call it Idleshire? Was it just something that was named after like they left and someone came over and renamed it? Uh, the the goblins named it when they like got together okay. with the treasure hunters. It's supposed to be like okay. this lovely new nation where you know freedom reigns. Okay, all right. Enough of that. We'll get away from it. I'm I would probably go and pick your brain about this stuff for thousands of years. And you're like Frosty. It's right there. It, it was there the whole time. You should have read it. If you looked at any of the main story quests, you would know this. I'm like, well, I fucking don't remember, man. Heaven's Word was so long ago. It was a while ago. It was a whole pandemic ago, at least. It was more than a pandemic ago. It was like two pandemics ago. Um, yeah, but the pandemic's the time warp. It's simultaneously two months ago and two years ago and two decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Schrodinger timeline. I mean, all I remember is Jiggly Pepsi Man, man. That's all I remember. Um, so the other thing with Charlian that we noticed in the trailer was Crystal Cat uh, was stuck in the library. Um, so... Why Why was he, uh, did they just lock the door for effect? Like, they put these huge doors, like, locks and everything else over there, and then he's behind it. I, did they lock him in, or did he, like, sneak past it somehow and just get through there with his magical abilities? I mean, what, what's going on there? I'm pretty <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Graha, because of his standing, would have a little bit of pull with old Charlian. 
Uh, mm. He'd be able to get access to like any any tomes. But why didn't they open like, the door for him? A little bit of per- I, I think that's just honestly I, right now. I just think that's a fact. Okay. I think that's a fact. I mean, it they probably open it and then lock it in, and just you have to <laughs> knock to get the fuck out. Like like I don't know. But yeah, it, it, okay. he's like there's there's like I think certain knowledge that that is kind of restricted within Old Charlie and that like you had to have a lock for. And it makes sense. And as far as like what he sees and what he what he says, the, what do you say? The stars may have more things. Our to star tell. might have more things uh, to or, tell. Yeah. And then he says, yeah. "Good luck, friend," or something like that. Yeah. So I think that alludes to. I think that alludes to what's going to happen after, um, after the whole um, Zodiac saga wraps up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think that's That'd after? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's setting up for the new arc. Hmm. I thought it meant like oh, our star is has stuff that we don't know yet. Heidelin's gonna kill us all. Uh is what I, I took from that. So. <laughs> you I mean because because uh, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up in seven point one, I believe, right? For Zodiac and Heidelin. Supposedly, six point one. Seven. I don't know why the fuck I said seven. Six point one. Excuse me. Yeah. So six point one is the start of the new story. Allegedly. Yeah. 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 Um. So I'm wondering if they're going to do like story in six point zero five. Uh, like they're going to do like one patch of story after that, or if they were going to like, like one half patch or sub patch of it to wrap things up. Or if they're just going to completely seal it like a clean ending there at uh, the end of... Like, so you go into the expansion, power through it all, and then you're done with the arc completely before they do any patches at all. Or or they do Tales from the End on on the Lodestone. I think that's what they're going to call and it. And I got to read it, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I assume there's got to be like some kind of blur between... like plot hooks that are to come without going too deep into them because i know i know yoshida-san feels a little insecure about ending the story of the asians and heidelin and zodiac because he doesn't want people to associate it with the end of 14 um so i think there's probably going to be some blurring in there but that they're probably also going to come on hard and fast with new stories and new possibilities to show that this world is larger i had i didn't even even think about the implications of the door i was just like oh forbidden section the one they only let you in if they had the tattoo okay that that's what I'm assuming it was like. You could only go in there if they gave you permission or something. And do we think that he went in there because he got permission or he snuck in there and got the information? I don't know what his standing is right now. Did he annoy anybody too bad? Like they probably let him in. He's got the tat. He's Maybe. not Charlian yeah. though, right? Is he? I mean, he was with the Baldesian, so it depends on whether yeah. they still think good of them right now. I'm pretty sure him or Crowell could get access to that. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. I assume it's just plot twisty reasons. He's in there to to give us something new in the story to to kind of think about that it's not maybe as clean as we thought. Um, I don't know what those plot twists are. I think it'd be funny if if the book he was reading was the Jaren Oracles because we haven't heard about them since um, Elidibus took Orianger down there to gaze at it, and we don't really know what it is. So that would be funny, but it could be anything. Okay. Okay. Um, real quick on that tangent about starting a new story. Do you, do you think it'd be just like absolute? This is me, frosty, stupid conjecture, whatever. Here, uh, if um, 
they did another restart like you beat 6.0 and you're like okay now you're on to mmo number two 14 of realm reborn twice and then you, you go 6.1 you're starting over again with whatever new concept they're going forward with does that involve like starting over with stuff we've already done like we're rewriting it okay no okay that, that would be starting cool. like MMO we, number two yeah if we yeah. did like if we did a branch from that like i could see it Especially if they like launched hard on it, but I think I think it's the less likely of the two options. But we'll see. Like what what scares the crap out of me is the idea that they might use that as an opportunity to push time forward a little bit, because all of Final Fantasy XI was stuck in the same one year time bubble and nobody cared. But people bring it up all the time in this fandom that we're always stuck in the same one year bubble. And I'm like a little nervous that they'll nudge it even just like a couple months to a year or however long they nudge it. And then all of a sudden, everything's going to be like difficult to calculate again. I really hope they don't. But well, I mean, it's one like, of the things I see talked about a lot. I, I can't see them doing it just from my my understanding of how the game would work, because you still have all these old zones you can go to unless if they're going to like cut you off from all these old zones and everything else. Right. It'd just be real goofy when you see other players around. I mean, everything would be instanced differently for everyone until they beat the game. Um, and after and all that trouble they went through to make 5.0's timeline make sense. Yeah. Right. My, uh, my whole problem with a, a, a time skip is, okay, the time skip happens and, you know, we're all interested in the lore and... Hey, what about this thing that we did during this time that you absolutely did not see? How can you explain that? Like, mm. how could you put that into an encyclopedia? That's one of the issues I have. Mm. Oh, yeah. What if they go into like the time relativity stuff? Like you go into space and time moves differently when you're in space because there's maybe that black hole somewhere near, like not too Wait, far. But doesn't it already have... We already had that with the first, though. Like, yeah, the whole... It's true. The bodies in time. And it doesn't It doesn't necessarily have to be a skip, either. Like, it could just be them revealing, like, oh, in all of the stuff you've done, it's been two years. And, like, like since the start of the game, all the patch has been through so far, this has culminated in two years, and they could just, like, lock that in and confirm it. And I think that would probably create more problems than it solves. But still, people just, like, really get up in arms about the time bubble sometimes. So I wonder if they're going to touch it someday, and it just gives me a lot of anxiety. There's air on the moon, dude. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't put logic behind any of this stuff. You can't, like, attach, like... Uh... You know, as soon as you they showed the trailer and like you see the Warrior of Light just standing out there walking around like everything's great and fine on the moon, uh, you, they could do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> it would work fine. Um, okay, all right. Anyways, let's the other thing in there. Uh, this was brought up when I was having a conversation is that uh, that that bratty uh, a cyan grumpy dude was given a grumpy face to Xenos in the trailer. Uh, indicating yeah, maybe fan daniel yeah fan daniel yeah 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 uh and why would he be giving a grumpy face to uh xenos are they like displaying some conflict between the two of them i guess maybe fan daniel really like the whole thing with xenos is xenos is focused on us as a warrior of light whereas mm -hmm. fan daniel uh, has plans with the Tlafroy for fucking ending everything. Meanwhile, Xenos just wants one person, and that's it. And 
like once that ha- if that were to happen, what would Zenos what would Zenos do? Probably nothing. He would just cut his throat again. I don't know. Watching, yeah, watching the world burn, and Van Daniel just wants the world to burn. So it's I feel like it's 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 a case of two different objectives like they actually line up but kind of don't one's on a more massive scale and one is just centralized focused on one person mm-hmm. moose do you have any comments on you, that moose? i do but they're gonna cause trouble so <laughs> i'll, okay. I'll right. prep a little i'll prep a little bit um okay. So there's, I know there's so many really cool possibilities for where we, we where we could go with Van Daniel, um, but there's something I just can't let go of is that like 5.0, they had already started to clean up everything. They already knew where they were going, and they had Emmett Selk lay out that they were all tempered, and we don't know a way to really get rid of that as long as you still have your identity. Like um, Mitron and Gaia are really good examples of this because the only thing they really care about, like their goal is, yeah, let's just be together forever. Let's do this. Well, Mitron's is anyway. And <laughs> and he still introduces himself with, hi, I'm Mitron, servant of Zodiac. And even though it didn't get like put into the game, one of Oracle of Darkness's lines that she shouts, like when she gets her memory back, the glyph comes back, she starts seething darkness. And in the fight, one of the lines that she could have shouted, but they just didn't use it was um, in Lord Zodiac's name. So like, I just don't see any reason to assume that the tempering on Fan Daniel has broken as my first guess. I think it's possible. I think there's cool possibilities for it, but I it can't be my first guess. My brain won't let go of it. So okay. what that brings me to is this idea that we're partly dealing with Nabriales too, that he kind of knows what Zodiac really wants, that he wants to be his new best friend, that the, the plan of the originals kind of lacked vision and ambition. Like, why would you want to go back to before his majesty came into existence? You know, like he's got mm-hmm. a better idea of a world Zodiac will like more. Um, okay. So I've got this like idea that both Fan Daniel and Zenos think the other one's an idiot and that they can use them to get, to get ahead with their plans, that they can work together for now, but in the end, one will prevail. Um, I don't know which one will prevail. I can't say which one it would be more cool if it prevailed, but I don't think it's a coincidence that the day Elidibus tells Zenos, hey, by the way, the wills of the planet are primals, I'm out, and he decides to gun for Zodiac so we can like restage our battle, that that's the day Fan Daniel shows up like, hey, you looking for a friend? <laughs> like, I just, I have, I... I think he's got much deeper plans than he's letting on. But every time I say that, it causes trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, the the thing that I will notice, uh, that I've noticed, uh, is that his personality is so unpleasant. And he's just like uh, Fan Daniel, uh, that he has this kind of character that you're okay seeing him just die and fade away and everything else. Uh, so I right. feel like he's going to lose horribly. I mean, there's no way I can see him coming out on top. It, depending on the ending, I actually really like him right now. It's kind of like, I really like Xenos. I loved him as the bad guy of, of 4.0. I'm okay. really curious why I, I'm really curious why he's here. I don't know if he's the best villain for this arc of the story, this closure, the big bad. Like, it just doesn't thematically line up to me yet. But Van Daniel, I mean, some murderous clown coming out of nowhere in the last chapter, that's classic final fantasy i'm all over it but depending on where it goes i might regret those words what if what if like at the very end 
uh, Zeno starts to develop kind of white hair. Like his hair starts to turn white. And then his sword, he, get, he picks up his sword again and he has a long sword instead of a uh, scythe. Oh, I know where you Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that becomes the very stop last it. boss that we face in this arc. Like, like a solo instant. Stop it. Stop he, it. Yo, Yoshida God. definitely wanted his own Sephiroth. Come on, he did. We know it. <laughs> he got it. I mean, Yoshida, but, Yoshida's not that much of a fanboy like we are. Stop it. No. Um, Jay's got a good but, point, though. Trust in Ishikawa. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm yeah, trusting. I, I'm trusting her. But yeah, yeah, Frosty, I kind of agree with you. Like, uh, Pandaniel's really, really easy to hate. And it's like the uh, in terms of the whole in game with Fandaniel, like we with the other Asians, when we when we finished them, there was a slight moment of, I guess, redemption they had in their ending moments. Like Emmett Selk had that, um, Elidibus as the Warrior of Light had that. I don't want this. I don't want that for Fan Daniel. I want him like I want him to actually just die, not give a fuck. Like I want him to say some crazy shit before he goes away. Like I I really want that for Fan Daniel. I just he's he's good as a as a foil as a villain. He he's really good, and I just want them. I hope they don't give him any redemption. And another thing I'm interested in Fan Daniel and learning about Fan Daniel. I hope we get this lore is. What was his role on the convocation? Because we we mm. we, we see that with others. We we learned that through Academia uh, Anadur, and um, I don't think we learned a little. No, there wasn't anything in Mises, but it's more Academia in terms of the roles and what they kind of specialized in. So that's really one thing I want to learn. How what was Van Daniel's turning point? When did he start getting fucked up in the head? We'll probably see that. The you know what I I really don't understand i think a lot of people are confused i think i saw a little bit of in chat is why they picked one of the most like annoying characters for him to take over like uh i don't think anyone wanted to see yeah no one wanted to see asahi again i think they were done i mean after his little role in stormblood i I don't know why they picked Mm -hmm. that body to represent the new villain I think it's a shortcut. I think it's just a shortcut to making sure you feel about him like you're supposed to right out of the gate. That there's no kind of question about it. Because I think everybody had the same reaction. Just, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, the familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't... See, the thing is, you don't... For me, for me, personally, my, my emotions tied to all this. I hate him because he's sniveling and annoying and stupid. Right, I don't hate him because he's like, oh, he's big, powerful, scary. He could fuck everything up. I hate him because he's a little punk. I just want to punch in the face, you know. And I, I feel like Asahi, that's weird yeah. to attach that to like one of the main. Well, I think, I think that's the point. Like Asahi had right. this this game's most punchable face. That's true. I, I I would agree with that. As someone who has a punchable face himself, I would agree <laughs> that like I I think that he has a really punchable face. Um, and I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be great. And I think, wasn't it, uh, Ishikawa, didn't she say that, um, Van Daniel was her favorite character or something of that nature in her little, yeah. yeah. Van Daniel and his something unknown. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Mm. Just three question marks. Uh, so maybe she'll she'll do this right because I love the story in Shadowbringers. I, I that was everybody loved going through that story. Uh, I'm really interested to see how she can actually, and this is the one reason why I'm okay with them bringing Xenos because they could actually she could probably do some really good work with Xenos. I feel like she all this stuff that we're like oh we didn't really like she could come in and work and repair all everything. Uh, I feel like I feel like I've seen her in one or two patches make Elidibus interesting, and that's the that's the test right there. If you could do that, you could do anything. So I've got faith. Yeah. Uh, all right. We we went on. This was from uh, talking about Braddy Asian uh, Grumpy it seems. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, thing we see in a trailer. Uh, who's this dragon is, uh, that's with Astinian? Uh, is it maybe a female Nidhogg and they have maybe a relationship going on, Astinian and this dragon? No? You know? You don't think that's what's happening? You don't, you don't think this is like... I repeat? Why, why not Tiamat, Because all of a though? sudden... <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden, Estinian has a thing for Durgans now, and that's his that's his kink. It really. worked for Shiva. <laughs> he had a lot. He in the end, he like had a lot of respect for Shiva. I I just don't see like there's any reason why we couldn't uh, translate to his his new relationship with um, the dragon. Which I I heard by the way, I heard that this is one of the first brood, right? One of the yeah beginning this ones. Yeah. Is, this is this uh, is Vritra, the babby of of the first brood. Okay. The the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for everybody. I just upset by saying that. I I didn't mean to upset you. I thought it was a funny little joke. <laughs> I'm just glad I know how to pronounce it now. Like I I, don't know I, I definitely I definitely pronounced it wrong for all of eleven. Is it Vertra? That's how I said Vitra. it for years. Vitra. It's Vritra. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, so, can, do you have any guesses right now at how, like, that relationship even starts? Like, I'm not saying, like, romantic relationship, but the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying relationship. <laughs> Uh, Moose. Um, my guess is like when the when the first brood kind of went to all the different corners of the world, they um, Square Enix once they fleshed out this lore, kind of decided who was who and who lived where, and we saw some of them and not others. We got two left, and I think they kind of decided where to put them in the story so that we'd meet them along the way. So really, I think what's happening is we're just going to the place that they decided Vritra was. So we're seeing Vritra fight for their homeland, where they've been staying. And that's just a good excuse to show Vritra and get an introduction via uh, Tiamat, who's going to stay back in Eorzea. Okay. It's my only yeah. guess. So I could be wrong. With that in mind, do you, with that in mind, do you think... Um, do you think they kind of shotgun like Asdaja right after we we're introduced to Vritra? And where would, where could Asdaja be? I don't know. Like, I'm, 
I'm doubting it's Maricidia because we already had two there. Um, we could shotgun it in and call it closure because we've been talking about them within kind of this arc of the game. If I were trying to build this world as larger than the story of Heidelin and Zodiac, I'd leave Asdaja out. I'd put Asdaja somewhere like the New World or something like that and meet them later. But it depends on whether they want closure or to drag it out. Okay. I could agree with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Um... Like just putting Asdaja in just because like we want another Durgan it is it, it feels like a little too shoehorny. So I would mm-hmm. definitely want them to wait. I can imagine. I can definitely uh, agree with the the new world being Asdaja's kind of turf. Okay. Okay. So we're we're just saying that it's uh, the dragons coming in because it fits. That it just says, hey, we could put them here, so let's put them here. Okay. I think it's just we need a representative for that area of the world. It's it's weird mm. if there's no Durgans over there, you know? And it's weird enough if there's one, none in Ilzabard proper, like up in the north. But, I mean, I can see why they mm. don't avoid it right now with all them airships. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Tiamat uh, doesn't stay with them anymore. We're, we're assuming she... Uh, I mean, she's, I, I, the whole world's going sideways. I could see her staying home. Okay. Okay. Or flying down to Maricidia to clean up that mess. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, anything else from the trailer that you guys saw that you're like, piqued your interest and you wanted to dive into? Hmm. Like watching it again in my head. Oh, okay. You're going to just sit, Moose, you're just going to sit there for four minutes. Probably. Recalling I mean, there's, everything that there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that I'm like, huh, I wonder, but nothing that I could comment on. Like, there's an interesting mask on Xenos's throne, but that's literally all I have to say about it. There's an interesting mask on Xenos's throne. No, okay. He just, like, he killed one of the Asians? It's, like, carved into the chair. Okay, okay. I, but I, I got nothing. Yeah. And it was mentioned in chat, the weird creature on the moon with lots of mouse. That's what we're all assuming is the first beef beast on the moon. The first yeah. beef. The, be first, the beef. first beef. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it's the first beast. Okay. They just wanted to uh, my thing bring is, him in. Yeah, my thing is, why does it... Why throw in the first beast? I feel like... I feel like Square and the devs have gotten past, you know, putting things into trailers... Uh, just to put things into trailers like they did for Heaven's Ward. You see all those versions of um, uh, of what's his name, and he really doesn't show up until like maybe the latter part of 3.0. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they've gotten past putting in things, you know, just to kind of have them placed in it. So will will the end? play out exactly like it did for the Asians because if the first beast showed up it's like mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's going to be a repeat sort of a repeat of history as we saw it you know depicted in Amarat in Amarat the dungeon um yeah my my thing is why why put why put the first beast in there I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I'm like looking at the outline and I don't see any other place I could kind of shove this in. But this is something I've been I've been thinking about a lot lately. And you bring up like a really good point in terms of 
as he probably knows not to just wing it with the trailers anymore i think you have a little more faith than i do that um <laughs> that they're meaningful like i think that like they had a few thematic pieces of artwork on hand and you have to order these videos like a year in advance and they were like yeah it looks kind of like this this is the stuff we're working with right now like 5.0 and the the attack of the 50 foot caribou we never actually fought a 50 foot caribou like that wasn't our you know so uh -huh. like i think there's still a little room for for interpretation there and it just being a trailer but um one thing I've been thinking a lot about is is the scene with Vana, where the reason that one of them disagrees with the convocation is this is only a temporary measure. And they are not specific at all about what that means. So we've got two options. One, Zodiac's a band-aid, this is gonna happen again. As long as there are creation magics, the final days are gonna come in this way. That's one interpretation of it. Um, hmm. If it's not that Zodiac's just a band-aid, it's that Zodiac's uncontrollable, that the ability to control Zodiac is temporary. Um, mm -hmm. And either way, Vinod's faction comes to the conclusion like this has to end. We need to create Heidelin and pull Zodiac out of this position. And they like the last thing Vinod says to them is, are you so sure that this is the correct path that you're willing to face the convocation? You're willing to say the convocation is wrong, that you are so sure of this path. And that's the path forward they do. But like the reason that they consider it a temporary measure is extremely interesting to me. And the idea that we're seeing kind of the first beast on the moon and the the actual recurrence of the final days in a way, I think is going to be our answer to that. And I, I'm curious what it's going to be and excited to find out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there was uh, someone to try to call you out about us fighting uh, a caribou in one of the dungeons. We did. We fought like a regular sized caribou in one of the dungeons. <laughs> they were In Homester, yeah. Yeah, they were a, they were a common they were a common sin eater, um, maybe not like the most common, but they were definitely. But it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't yeah. like our you know angel massive thing coming down out of the sky to like it wasn't it made it look like a final boss kind of thing. And I agree, yeah. I'm seeing in chat like innocence innocence shades of innocence in that, and I agree on that too. But it, yeah. like. I just think there's a little wiggle room for not taking taking the trailers too rigidly, and I'm 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 gonna be a coward and wuss out and and say that's what's going on here. <laughs> okay. um, I'm not gonna take it too rigidly. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, so let's let's go in a little bit into some other stuff that we're talking about. Uh, with we mentioned Sage briefly earlier, so if we talk about the new jobs and everything they're introducing, Sly, your money's on. They're going to put it on old Charlie and, and that we're, that's how we're going to understand their defenses and everything else to keep themselves safe is because sages are a thing there. Yeah, they're literally making Gundams down there. We don't know about it. Okay. Moose, do you think that's it. what's going on? I, I No, I'm, I'm even if it's not true, it's true now. Like, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Charlie and Gundams. I'm all over it. Um, I agree that it's probably Charlie because they, I mean, there were a lot of references to it in the... Um, kind of the the models and the place that they were using the video was shot in Gubal. um and just the use of the word sage like uh in japanese that's kenja and that is the same word that they use for the people who have the tattoos mm -hmm. so it's okay. just a very common word in their culture all right all right uh just out of rolling back to heaven's word uh you know and trying to dig up the, my memories of that uh that whole 
area where the new Charlene area was supposed to be had Alexander in the lake, right? Yeah. Where did Alexander come from again? If you guys could remind me. They, there was an engineer who wrote a codex, like an, an Aura engineer that designed okay. it years before. And they were going to try to build it as like kind of that Charlene idea of um, Utopia that there was going to be a way to take their show on the road and it, you just couldn't get it working. Like the, the, the plans were good, but it was kind of a Da Vinci style thing where there's some pieces missing in terms of making it work fully properly. And the, when they just kind of left it where it was, the goblins came along and were like, yeah, we know how to make it work. He just closed that gap by shoving a primal into it. <laughs> so <laughs> Was it so Char Charlians were involved with Alexander in some way? I, I remember, right? I want to like I want to grab a book just to make sure because my like I'm foggy on that point. Okay. I'm trying like, to I'm just gonna be like Alexander lore. The only reason I'm bringing that yeah. up is because of what Sly was saying with them making Gundams <laughs> and everything. Uh, if I can name off the top of my head is the stuff about the time travel because that's all anybody asked me about. So hold on, you guys yeah. talk about that. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> no, like I was, uh... <laughs> I was wondering about it because I was like, if they had any involvement in Alexander, literally at all, then it would make sense. Uh, and so if it was not anything to do with Charlians, uh, and they didn't touch it, they didn't do anything with it, then. Maybe it doesn't line up as cleanly as I, I thought it did, but we'll let Moose Moose kind of do his research there. Uh, yeah. So, from my understanding, with if it is going to be part of the whole Charlie and stuff, uh, that will mean that they are into robotics and everything. And we're assuming the underground area is the Charlian area, right? That area is their place. Well, so was it called Labyrinthos or something? Labyrinth. Yeah, and that's the one that has like the artificial sun underground. Right? Yeah, the, it has the dome and everything. Yeah, and then it, the, the architecture all kind of lines up a little bit with uh, uh, the Charlie and stuff. And so we could assume their technology is really good and they can create floating little funnels to follow you around and shoot stuff for you. Uh, so it does... Because I... When I was thinking of Charlians, I was thinking, oh, well, they are, uh, you know, old, old people with beards and they're just hanging out and robes and studying books. I wasn't thinking of like technomancers or something, right? So I, I, I don't mean, know. Charlians have a lot of knowledge. They have a lot they of do. knowledge in, in, in um, different vocations, I, I'd say. So it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay. Okay, uh, so we may be seeing some pretty futuristic stuff going into uh, Old Charlie and not just a whole bunch of books and libraries. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Charlie and Charlie and did execute it originally. It was a defense facility. The Alexander. Yeah. There you go. So there is some sort There's... of. Go ahead. Uh, the thing that. The Asians gave him was the horn, the horn that was used um, in the the 1.0 lore, which I'm still really curious about. I'm still really curious about the rest of the keys, but that's what Shravanshe gave the um, the Aura there. Okay. But yeah, it's described as a Charlayan defense facility, 
Uh, I can try to dig up some more on it, but again, I like I no, that's totally that's all I needed. So that, that. Okay, yeah, that backs up Sly's point that these guys are robot makers, uh, and they probably have lots of crazy robot stuff that we're going to be seeing. Uh, I guess we haven't seen enough robots recently, right? It's been a while, uh, so I think I might be okay with it. So I guess that's good. Let's see. What else do we have? Sage, is there any other possibility of how we get introduced to Sage besides Charlie? And I can't even think of anything. That's, that's it, right? Yeah, that's where I'm putting my bet. Moose, any thoughts? Uh, like alternatives to Charlayon for Sage? Yeah, like how, how else do we get Sage if we don't get it through the Charlayon side? Talk about <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it being Garlemald. No, um, I mean, those are the three people who play with tech of that caliber that we could like remote control flying drones. You've got either Sid's pulling up new Alagon stuff or Charlayan's playing around with new stuff or Garlemald's playing around with new stuff. Or there's a new player on the field technologically. But like, if it's not, if it's not the Ironworks, then it's probably Charlayan. Oh, yeah. Didn't the, they say the other it, it starts in Limsa? So somehow they would have to make it to Limsa, uh, which I guess could be anywhere because they just take a boat, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess Carlemald's dead. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> from everything we've seen, it's just crushed. I can't believe they got all amigos so we could go to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, that that's so crazy. Like you know, playing throughout Final Fantasy, we I you always think of Garlemald as like the big bad thing that you eventually go to and you have to overcome it. But they just killed themselves. They they just. But it's realistic. Yeah, I think it's real. It subverts expectations. I think I think that's part of the big part of it is that it subverts expectations. We all expected that to be the ending, and if if everybody's kind of sick of of Castrum looks and sick of the traditional, and they want to wrap it up satisfyingly, I can see subverting expectations. I just yeah. think it's funny that like there are all these people who've been really excited to go there and see it. <laughs> who are going to show up to find the entire thing in ruins and Yoshida like, sorry, a couple months too late. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Could have seen it in its full glory. If you would have been here just a few months earlier, but you're off effing around in a whole nother universe or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, so Reaper lore, I guess is the new thing that we saw in this. And uh, while we can kind of pin down Sage fairly confidently on the Charlian side, can we pin down Reaper on anything? Yoshida finally caving. <laughs> it's just some caving. Yep. Okay. That's the lore. Yeah. No, that's 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 just it. Like <laughs> they they literally they put that. You know what? That's a it's a it's a rising quest. Like they're gonna do the rising again. We're gonna go back to the offices, and that's the that's a fucking lore right there. Yeah, he's like, um, yeah, and you start the new job quest. It's like his character, Yoshida's character, that starts the job quest for you. I, uh, I think right. it'll be whatever whatever makes sense 
out of Yoshida looking at seven plus years of feedback about how we want a scythe job and Dark Knight should be a DPS and Dark Knight should have, you know, and uh, we want to play with Void Send and, and just going like, okay, you know what? You can have all those things. Here you go. And whatever Otisan has to do to make that work is what we're going to do. Whether we have to like go to the Thaumaturge Guild or drag up Mahashi stuff or find a way to recreate the essence of a void scent like we would a, a, an Eggy or something like that. Whatever whatever has to be done to make that fan wish come true, we're going to do it. Okay. Okay. Um, I saw er- Maki everybody in, in the everybody chat. Everybody in chat. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's saying Maki. Do you have anything against that? Do you think that's just like too easy of an answer? I don't know if it's too easy, but I, until now, Yoshida has been very hesitant to let us touch anything that's not heroic, that that taints us in any way. The man, the man wouldn't let us be thief. I say it all the time. Like, um, so the idea that he's just like, yeah, summon a void scent. You you can control it, but that's what everybody who summons a void scent thinks. So it's mm-hmm. like, maybe we really can. But part of me is trying to think other excuses that they could kind of backdoor it in on us because they they never let us touch this kind of stuff the 5.0 trailer made it seem like we were going to embrace darkness for good and we didn't even get there we just used our powers of light in like a vacuum sense so i think there's something going on but i don't i don't know what it is yet okay okay i think it it really could be we just we are capable (laughs) of keeping it in line maybe we took like a null stone with us i guess so uh sly your thoughts you had something you were saying a second ago yeah i was kind of agreeing with you i think it's it's like being maki seems too easy of a reach Hmm. like when i went in everything everything i feel like every other job Mm -hmm. that we've gotten since like i guess 2.0 has kind of been set up in in a way lore wise but then the thing is with Reaper is what do we get? A not even a well, we get a trailer with it, but before that we get we get the weapon hidden behind a pillar. Not a lot to draw from that, not a lot to say like, hey, there was this group of people who potentially use this, or there were voice in who used this. So yeah, I can see Maki, but I feel like Maki's just too easy. <sighs> I will and... say it's it's kind of weird. No, go ahead. No, it's kind of weird that Xenos uh, is the uh, highlight for this job, right? And yeah, so, the poster boy, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Does he get a void setting? Yeah, does he get a void set? Yeah, uh, maybe his void set Zodiac. Maybe it's just a Zodiac hanging behind him. I don't maybe, know. Maybe Anima is his void set. No, that's too fucking stupid. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's great. That, there's, a there's, nothing, there's nothing that's too stupid. I would be remiss to point out that Chad is bringing up one of the other theories that I've seen floating around is that you somehow have a connection with a warrior of light or maybe your shard even of the 13th. And that's your void scent, buddy. So there is no idea that's too out there, Sly. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I think... I think... Uh, so Xenos, I assumed he's going to come into this role and everything else because he's trying to get closer to Zodiac. So it almost makes me think that we start seeing Zodiac as something that's not horrible and bad. 
and reapers are just close to zodiac and we have to like play that job quest and say okay maybe zodiac's just the other side of the the is the yang to the yin right and so it's just whatever i might have that backwards but uh it, it's part of balance and it's okay to support i i'm on team zodiac i of course support zodiac in every single way and i do hope that this expansion proves that zodiac is the good guy and idolins the bad bad person we gotta beat um, but we'll see uh I, uh go ahead uh I don't know. I'm probably just going to go off on a tangent if I start. But sure. Uh, please, for, please. You know, Zenos's plan to gun for Zodiac, even if he's the more powerful one, I think is is weird to begin with. Just because if he really wanted to have a battle where we each eat one of the gods and fight again, he should go for Idolin just to force our hand. Like if she's gone and Zodiac's still there, screw it. Two birds, one stone. So like his plan already doesn't make sense to me in a way. Um. And also, I'm very curious, like you said, to see how they characterize Zodiac, because light and darkness are not inherently good and evil in this game. They've said it time and time again. Not even, like, the will of light and darkness is necessarily good or evil. Um, But at the same time, we've had nothing but hints over the years that he is greedy and resentful and hates the star and... Like, they've characterized him, not darkness, not the will of darkness, just Zodiac, him himself, in a way that he's antagonistic. And I'm curious to see if they stick to their guns or they reveal it's not so simple, Um, especially since we're only going to get that characterization in this last chapter. So I'm very curious to see how it pans out. Do they stick to their guns or not? How are they going to fit all of this? It's been done before. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Like the thing is, it's been done. It's been done before in the form of Astro and Umbral. Like it, like everything we knew about it at that point was turned upside down once they, they kind of like, they kind of told us about it on the first. So yeah, I could see that. I can definitely see that happening. And they, and they, uh, they did this. Yoshida did this in Bomberman. So like they did a little fusion dance. We got rid of both. Like I, it makes me nervous. <laughs> uh well we'll we'll see man i i feel like i literally have no clue what's coming up in this next expansion i i just can't i can't predict it um all right so we're still pretty big yeah it's it's good uh and hopefully we get a little bit of light coming in the next light uh light on the the issue in a few days uh but I do feel, uh, what was I, I was going to say something else and I completely forgot about it. Uh, my dog barking in the background threw me off. We'll just, oh yeah, yeah, no, Reaper story, Reaper story. So we still feel like that's kind of just a big mystery. It's very difficult to pinpoint at the moment. There's a lot of possibilities and I can, I don't there's really feel like, like a, any of. There's not a magical land somewhere that where reapers reign and they're a big deal and they're going to come to us and ask for aid on their, in their area. Yeah, it's for all I know. There's some answers that make sense and some that don't. And Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, mm-hmm. The next thing is... Um, I want to talk a little bit about destinations that we are going to be going to. I guess that lines up pretty well. Um, we, we've saw a lot on Favnir, right? And, 
It's very colorful, amazing looking place. Um, and I, I, did you expect that by the way, Moose? I, I, want, I want to ask this just straightforward. Someone who studies all the story, all the places that we were going, you're like, I knew we were going to go there eventually not this time like i thought we were going to go to thavnir in 3.0 i thought we were going to go to thavnir in 4.0 i thought we were going to go to thavnir in 5.0 so i predicted we'd go there in 6.0 just because it's tradition i i want my i wanted my blitz ball um okay so no i can't say i was shocked because i knew we'd go there eventually um i'm actually a little impressed because when they started talking about it it seemed a little like otter gone it seemed a little like the 11 kind of middle eastern kind of place so for them to go to south asia with it and make it really colorful and tap all that stuff i was really impressed that they tried something new with it mm-hmm. um and charlayon was on our hit list from day one it was where the circle was no circle of knowing was from we were gonna go there someday it was a matter of time i just didn't know if it would be part of this closure or if it would be part of opening the world so that's where I'm at. I'm sure Sly will have like much more interesting answers from someone as someone who like plays the game like live without all of that weird lore attachment to it. Until <laughs> without it, all that crazy stuff in your and the crazy moose stuff that you have in your head. As a player of video <laughs> games, were you surprised? <laughs> yes. Um, yes and no. Uh, I've been saying. I've been wanting to go to Razatan for, for quite a while. And uh, back in the day, I'd say, like, oh, maybe we'd go there in, in dungeon form. Um, but as we got closer to uh, this expansion, I'm like, you know what? You know, that in there seems nice. We've been begging for this for quite some time. Uh, we, we get a lot of Thavnarian lore, and we have all these things, all these, all these uh, things of trade from Thavnir. And we never seen the place. So now we finally do. And I was really excited to see it. Um, when they showed off that there the first time, um, the, the other stream a few weeks ago, uh, you, I mean, no, I think I was one of the few, well, part of one of the few. You saw, uh, did you see Asura in that picture? Um, Moose. <laughs> Moose is going to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a comparison live. Yeah. In uh, what picture are you talking about, Sly? There was, the, there was a picture of it like all being on fire. Like, I think it's one of the dungeons, but like, I feel like Asura is like at the end of that dungeon. Like, you can see a tall kind of statue kind of thing. Hmm. We got to find and... a piece for Asura somewhere. Mm hmm. Everybody's been guessing that one is going to be part of something for a long time, and it would be a cool place for it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, to so there's layman, po- there's potential. Go ahead. There's potential for Asura to be a primal uh, within um, Davnir. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the layman who don't know Asura, uh. Well, I feel like I'm lost here. I don't know why. Again, sorry to everyone who is ashamed of me. FF4. FF4. See, FF4, I still haven't, like, uh, it's on my list of games that I'm going to be playing soon, uh, but I still haven't gone through it. Uh, But what is Asura? Explain Asura to me real quick. Besides FF4. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the lore, the FF4 lore for Asura. Uh, 
Moose. What does it even look like? I can't. It's like a god. It's like a god uh, with three heads, like one on the right, one on the left, and then the, the front facing head, and um, four hands, each holding swords. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That would line yeah, up with all the stuff that we've seen. A lot of people speculating that that's where um, that's where Save the Queen was going. <laughs> so oh, a lot of yeah. people brushed up on their yeah. Osir lore during that era, and it's fresh on their minds right now. I guess we have Save the Queen on Tuesday too, right? <laughs> so we're gonna see a lot mm-hmm. of that. Um, all right, uh, Davnir. I'm trying to think. So I understand the whole. Uh, Charlie inside of everything, but why are we going to Thavnir? Can you think of a reason why we're going to Thavnir? Every time I think of Thavnir, mm-hmm. I, I think of like something. I think of more economical things like trade and 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 all the goods that we get from Thavnir. So mm-hmm. remember when? What was it? When um. Stormblood, once we hit Kugane, like shit got really, really political and economical. I think Davnir mm-hmm. is going to be semi that. Like it's gonna be like a little bit like that. Okay. Where there's there's something going on between um between Aortia and, and Thavnir. Um there there's a business reason why, and I feel like you know, Tataru could have a hand in that because her thing is money. Um, but yeah, like it starts out economical and then turns more into the end. Okay. Because, you know, the end is hitting everywhere. So uh, it, you think maybe Alphanold needs a new sword or something and that's where it's at and he needs to go over there and buy it? <laughs> so yeah, possibly. Okay, okay. Um. What was the other place? It's okay. So uh, I remember, of course, the moon, right? And we're, this mm-hmm. expansion feels like we're just spread. We're just like all over the place. Uh, so we're going to the moon. We can think of a reason why to go to the moon because um, that's likely where Zodiac is in some way is how I'm, I'm picturing it. I think a lot of people are assuming that, right? Or am I dumb for thinking that? I think it's... Um what we've been told in a way the the allegations that the moon wasn't even there until heidelin drop kicked him kind of into the sky so if we take that at face value yeah that makes sense um with what we've seen on the moon there's more than nothing there um since since 3.0 actually there have been textures on the moon for this massive sigil of zodiac and this statue of zodiac so we knew that there was something more than nothing up there now we're seeing that there's an actual like bastion that's built the same as amarat and we don't know why that's there um it could have been kind of the last bastion of zodiac's followers went there and kind of recorded their side of the story after he was kicked out um, so we might have to go there to learn something. We might have to go there to fight. I remember originally thinking we'd get to the moon to find out, like, you know how, like, if you dig into the planet, you go into the ethereal world, you find Hydaelyn, her crystals there. I thought there would be a parallel in space. You dig into the moon, you find, like, a rift torn out of space. You find Zodiac imprisoned in it. You gotta fight him in the crystal Bahamut style. That's where the chrysalis is, like, this whole big thing. But that's kind of predictable, right? So we could be going there just to learn something. I don't know. 
Okay. Okay. I mean, there are caves. There's moon caves. Yeah, something's, something's going on. So maybe there's that does hold true that we're digging in there because there's caves leading to the center. I, that would be easy. Um, and apparently only little bunnies can live on the moon or something. I don't I'm know. I'm so if... rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I, I'm... Do you think there's another race on the moon besides the little rabbits? Do you think, like, there's some other moon race we don't know about yet? No? Define, define race. Okay, another turtle turtle people instead of rabbits. Okay. No, I, I think it's probably going to be the rabbits. I would not be surprised... If the rabbits lived alongside like AI, like holograms of the last ancients, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, even that seems kind of a stretch. Like, I think it's probably just just them. I mean, we saw like a crashed crashed elegant ship or something on the moon too. I think, right? Yeah, going on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm just trying to piece all that together and how any of this makes sense in any way. Uh, why, like, why are there rabbits on the moon? Are they like the elegance pets that just outlived them? I mean, are, are we still under the impression that the rabbits are are lunarians? I have no, I have, I have no impression. They're cute. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay. Like I, okay. I could see them have. Okay, so here's the thing. I could see them as being like native to it somehow evolving from it when they're when when um zodiac was drop kicked into space i could see them being a creation of the last ancients who were there just so they had you know <laughs> figures to hang out with i could see them being something alagon from when that ship crashed into it i could see that ship being the thing we crash into it to get there i have no idea man so when you said that, it's like, oh, well, we just dropkick Zodiac, and everybody's like, happy bunnies! And then they imagine yeah. happy bunnies, and that's how they... <laughs> okay, do, you remember, I... do you remember when it was like, kind of like a dark time in 2011 when like the tsunamis and the earthquakes hit Japan? They were like, yeah. you know what? We're not going to do Leviathan or Titan right now. We're going to do happy Moogle time. Maybe it was similar. They just had like <laughs> this horrible this horrible thing go down, and they were like, you know what? Happy bunnies. Like This is going <laughs> to... It's not going to be okay. totally horrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Uh, all right. All right. The other, the, and the one other place they showed off was the floating islands uh, that are like green and waterfalls and everything else. Uh, do you guys have a theory on what that is? No? Still Zeal. blank? What? Zeal. Zeal? What's Zeal? I, stop giving me this look every time I ask these things. No, no, it's not a look. It's, it's like... Okay. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. From Chrono Trigger. Is something from Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and that's the place where they had all the really ancient uh, people who had magical abilities, right? Yeah, it's been a minute since I played Chrono Trigger. Okay, okay. But at least... At least it opens the door for Lavos. <laughs> I hate like I, I hate I'm, I hate the fact that I'm I'm co-signing with people that it's zeal. It's like when people show me, I'm like, yeah, you're you're kind of right. 
But at the same time, I had to accept Happy's bullshit that he really wants fucking Lavos in here somehow, some way. So um, does he want it to be the voice like the cacophony that the, the final days people heard? <laughs> no, I don't know. I really don't know. But he keeps saying, like, I hope we fucking get Lavos in. I'm like, no, no. Since where Chrono stop. Trigger finally comes back is in Final Fantasy 14. A bit of an echo chamber going on because like i am really into this idea of bringing back the original 1.0 idea of there being something beneath silver tier lake and that being where all roads lead in the end and as we started talking about that they started attaching like the star shower to amarat and the ancients and when we went back and talked about the final days they were like oh this sound came up from deep within the earth this like keening this screeching and then our creation magics went insane and at that's the moment everybody folded all of those together and just went lavos is beneath silver tier lake and that's where we've been stuck ever since so when we see something that looks kind of like zeal, everyone's like, yeah, Chrono Trigger, Lavos. Okay. Um, I noticed that one of the, like, one of the architectural features in, Z- in, in proto-zeal, hypo-zeal, is those weird little like squiggles that you see coming up through the, the silhouette of Amarat, too. And that made me like very paranoid. I don't know if that's enough of a connection that I buy into it. It's a squiggle, but it did make me paranoid. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would love it. I mean, who doesn't love Chrono Trigger? It's like one of the best games ever made. Uh, I love it, but... I, it's just hard for me to imagine them just doing that crossover into Final Fantasy fourteen and making that connection. Right, but it, it's it's too obvious. It's too, for me, it, it's just like the the similarities are just too haunting um, to not be a coincidence. Okay. I, I just still hate the fact, I just still hate the fact that Lavos could be a possibility. And, and whoever said Soval as being Lavos in, in, in 14, that is fucking lazy. That is like fucking, that's like some Alucard bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, don't, please, Yoshi P, don't do that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna shoehorn Lavos in, don't call him Soval. Just fucking call him Lavos. I don't even give a fuck at this point. <laughs> call it anything. I think that, I think it's just the theme of there being kind of like this Eldritch thing beneath the ground that cries out yeah. and eventually it's the final boss. Like, it doesn't have to be called Lavos. It's just shorthand for kind of a concept everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, anything it's... else you guys want to talk about with destinations that we're going to? I think those were the only real places that we saw, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's only been a couple Me of weeks. Kinda. It feels like it's been like a year. Actually, it was la- it was last weekend. <laughs> oh my god! You okay? You okay, yeah. Frosty? A lot's you, been you happening, right, man. Buddy? There's been you so right. much going on. Uh, what? I told you time's messed up. Time's messed up, mm. man. Oi. All right, all right. This is uh, something everybody's really excited for. Uh, the promo picture. We see a character at the very top of the promo picture. Uh, and, and what's our what's our theories on who this character is? Moonphilia. <laughs> Moonphilia. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I can't I can't see it being anyone other than Vanah right now. Like, 
I'm just trapped. Like for the other frosties out here, I mean, I I have a, already had a brief explanation on it, but explain Vanat to me. So Vanat is the leader that what I would call the counter convocation. Um, mm. When when it became clear that the convocation was being very stubborn about the use of Zodiac, that they were not hearing debates to the dangers of Zodiac, or maybe that enough had been sacrificed. Uh, Vana was really the one who rallied people to the alternative that they they had to chain Zodiac somehow, that this was not normal. The convocation was not being normal, like something was very wrong. Um, so she became kind of the counter Elidibus. She was going to be the heart of Hydaelyn when it was summoned. Okay. Makes sense. And then uh, we we're just going to team up with her and be like, yeah, kill Zodiac and... That's just no idea. No idea. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I've, I've always been on Team Hydaelyn in the sense that she's not a real, like, she doesn't have to be a real god. She doesn't have to be perfectly beneficent. She doesn't have to have never made a mistake. But I've been on Team Hydaelyn in the sense that, like, I really, at the end of this game, I just hope Crystal Mom loves you and tried her best. And... <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that in Vanat. It's okay if she made mistakes. It's okay if she had to make some hard choices. But I would like to see, you know, Crystal Mom loves you and tried her best. So I'm gunning for it. I'm gunning for an ally here. But I'm open to every possibility. Okay. Okay. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, I guess we got a couple other things in here uh, worth mentioning that wasn't really... It was just mentioned kind of, I guess, in the, the keynote. Uh, we, were, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, we're going to be facing uh, the 12th. Or maybe we're not facing the 12th. That's just the Alliance. We know it's the 12th. Um, what, what's your predictions on what that Alliance is going to look like? If you can make any at all. So, like, I spoke about this with Ethis. And uh, I was originally under the impression that, oh, we might get the fight to 12. I mean, to be honest, I would I would definitely be interested in seeing a fight against um, against Rolger as, as part of the Alliance raid. But mm-hmm. uh, to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Moose, earlier about Silver, Silver Tier Lake, um, these are, I, I think this is going to be like a small, like these raids are going to be like a small anthology of mysteries that we have yet to you know kind of solve silver silver tier lake being one of them so it's not really dealing with the 12 directly it's more you know some of the myths some of the 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 mythos and mysteries that we have yet to solve in aortia and i i really agree with that i like that idea Mm -hmm. moose no um (laughs) like when we when they said that we were going to delve into the the like the last mysteries of kind of 1.0 and stuff like that, I got really excited about thinking about like very specific things. Like, oh, is it going to be Sabik? Is it going to be the presence of Silver Tear Lake? Is it going to be like what is this last mystery that's the so when he was like the 12, I was like, oh, that's really obvious and yet wasn't even on my list at all um i know that iwao san kanichi iwao he was the original lore setting guy for 1.0 he thought the 12 were a very big part of the game he planned on explaining them pretty early in the game we would have known by their 2.0 probably what role they have in this world um 
so the idea that they've been gone this entire time is is fascinating but also a little scary because it could be anything and it could feel very shoehorned in if it's something that like we can tell they didn't have way back then um mm-hmm. the original lore for the 12 is that they left us at the first umbral era that that's really when the age of the gods ended and the age of man began i think if they could stay true to that somehow that'd be really cool um, I, wa- I thought it would be really cool to tie it to the 12 figures that are around Vana, who sacrificed themselves to bring forth Hydaelyn. Um, whether she really does resurrect them every umbral era or whether they're emanations of her somehow, or maybe we're like conflating the stories of who they were when they went away to the heroes that come up every time. Like there's a, there's so much room there for a rich story and especially one that finally gives us some answers about ramu because they they told us ramu was different he had a crystal of light i've got so many theories about like who he once was um but there's there's just so much this raid could be about and i i don't know like we see that every raid has four bosses there's usually three raids so that's 12 right is that we just gonna like plow through them all one at a time uh it could be it could be anything there's so many cool ways this could go um and i if we do fight them the only thing i ask is that azima is last and that it is awkward that it is very awkward (laughs) i want i want us just to fight the mythological manifestation of the historically inaccurate records of our own achievements. Like just a Zem <laughs> through a weird lens. It looks like the Charlie and astrology card, just super awkward. Like just if give me that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to um, answer, answer a question from chat real quick. Sure. Go. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Ramu is this weird pseudo Ralgar. Um, the, the, the way the sylphs remember history, there was a wise old man of the wood who taught them about like a God of man and they took on the God of man and all of it got kind of conflated together. As far as we can see, like the idea that the only idea that really makes sense is that this God of man was Ralgar, that the old man of the wood was perhaps one of the warriors of light who retired and he left them his crystal of light. And that's why all of this is mashed together into this one wise old man of the wood named Ramu who has a crystal of light. But they planned on explaining that a long time ago and never did. And they could have changed that story a lot by now. Okay. <laughs> um, what was that? I, I was thinking if they're going to do the 12... And yeah, there are 12 bosses. It just feels really goofy to do one by one. It just doesn't, because it doesn't lead up to, like the only way that could maybe lead up to be like, oh, we're at the very end is like what you said. But I feel like if we, it still doesn't feel like a good build up. It feels like we're just knocking one. We could do, if we had to fight them, we could also do two at a time for the elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, And have six other fights of other stuff where we learn anything else but like i don't know like they could do anything with this because it's such a broad subject that's so old and has not been fleshed out yeah oh well uh and the thing is it's also going to have to both this and the raid is going to extend past the end of the story right that's also an interesting part is that like we're going to be seeing Mm -hmm. Uh, this in 6.1, 6.3, and 6.5, we're going to be learning about the 12. Uh, and in 6.0, uh, 6.2, and 6.4, we're going to be doing La Habrea stuff. Really kind of thought about the pacing 
of a lot of it being like I'd thought about that we're not going to engage the La Habrea stuff until level 80 or 90 sorry so I knew that the story would be over before we engaged it but I didn't really think about the fact mm -hmm. that it's going to be playing out through the new story yeah so mm -hmm. I, I don't usually it's not like corresponding you know back you can do them separately and it won't be horrible uh, but this is it is interesting for the fact that this is all I think this is all just us learning information. It's not going to be I don't know. I can't imagine it being too crucial towards what the actual story between Zodiac and Hydaelyn is because the La Habrea stuff and we should talk about that a little bit uh, is very heavily Zodiac <laughs> based. And so if they wrap up that whole arc before that's even fleshed out all the way, that does feel a little bit weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about Pandemonium? We're going to hell. Do you think we're going to hell? <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm actually excited for this. I'm actually excited. I, I, I kind of hope. I kind of hope uh, Satan is is an actual thing within this. It, and yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a story focused on La Habrea, but we're fucking going to hell. And I love that. You think we're actually going to? What is what is uh, Final Fantasy XIV's hell called? Is it just hell? The seven hells. Is it seven hells? Yeah, okay. the hells. So we're going to experience, you think or, we're going to experience the seven hells? Oh, man, now that you mention it, how cool would that be? Would they alternate raids between the seven heavens and the seven hells? The twelve and the hell? Mm. Oh, that would be cool. If it's not that, I'm going to be mad <laughs> now. What are you doing? <laughs> that, would be, uh, that would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're being very hush-hush about it. I don't think we're going to learn, like, anything about either one of these before the expansion's out. Um, they're not going to give us little details. We're probably not even going to get a picture like we got Gaia last time. I don't think we're going to even get that picture. They're just going to keep you it very quiet. With half a flaming sigil, and that's probably all we're going to get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I'm fine with. Uh... I'm fine with. I think they're gonna have some pretty interesting uh, fight. I and these are so like deep in Final Fantasy XIV story and lore that it's it's not gonna feel like a separate little side goblin story, right? Or a side uh, fight Omega through the universe and fight random bosses story. It's gonna feel like these these fights matter and they're important in some way. Um, at least I think so, but. We'll see. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Seven Hells is what we're going to. Uh, I think a lot of people are assuming that it was like we're going to go see his lab and what he's creating, all these monsters. We'll see his creations and everything else. Uh, but what would we see? Actually, now that I think about it, what would we see in the Seven Hells if we were going to see stuff there? We've got legends. Like, we've, we've had no reason to think they were real before, so... Okay. Like, are we, is there certain monsters of the Seven Hills that we should be aware uh, aware of? <laughs> Wait, say that again. You cut out a little bit. Baron, but I mean that was just like his original his original story, Lord. It probably wasn't even true. But like, yeah, no, I could go on a I could go on another five minute rant about here are the possibilities, but I don't know. Okay. It could be you know a Final Fantasy two thing. It could be La Habrea's creations. It could be anything. But I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about slides. Like, nah, fuck it. I like that. We'll just go with that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm like, yeah, I would love for it to be two. I would love for it to be for it to be two associated. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's 
I mean, they already no, got four like and ten. Do they really need to throw two in there as well? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. They can do what they want. I don't care. I, I, they can do, like... I mean, we've seen what they did with Omega. They can throw in anything they want. Um, yeah. Now, whether it be good, that's the question. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, like... I kind of feel like if they do base it on two, it kind of will feel a little like Omega. And I hope they do it like in a better way than just making it like outward, like outwardly fan servicey. Right. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. Like, I love the idea of pandemonium from two. Just don't, just make it your own, I think. Tr figure out a way to make it your own. Hmm. But okay. Seven Hells would be nice. You could too. retell them. You could retell the Matea's story in a couple of different ways, especially if you consider mm -hmm. like kind of the connections that La Habrea already had through through the Twelve Lore and all that other kind of stuff. There's some really interesting possibilities mm -hmm. on the table, but man, I don't know because it's going to be again another twelve fights that we can try to think about what's in there. Um, and I just like, as, soon as, as soon as you mentioned the idea of like there being the twelve in the heavens on one side and the hells on the other, like oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna get it now. No, you're gonna be <laughs> disappointed. Mad <laughs> about it all day. You set me up for disappointment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate I'm whatever sorry. I get now. Anybody sorry. from Spanish watching, there's still time. Listen to this man. <laughs> Reprogram your entire raid you've already <laughs> built just to, to make uh, Moose happy here. Look, he he helps you edit your book. All right. There you, <laughs> you go. Owe him something. There you go. Uh, Throw him a bone. Okay, so let's talk about the most important part: is how uh, Mel Vieira got introduced into the story and everything else here, and how we're making this uh, a, a thing. Um, I, I did see. I didn't read it all the way, uh, but I, I saw that there was some information out there about Mel, Mel Vieira within Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, what, what's our, what's our story and what's our, what's our lore behind the male Vieira in the game? Uh, you, do you want me to take this one slide? You're like looking over at me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I'll go first on this one. Um, it really closely followed 12 to a degree. Cause I, I, I think, um, Yoshida really respects Matsuna-san and doesn't want to do anything that's too far away from his creations. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's just their idea of if you're a male Vera, as soon as you hit puberty, you're taken away, you're a defender of the wood, and that's it. No one ever sees you again. Um, and pretty much all of the information we have beyond that and what you can learn at 12 in this point is snarky comments made by Matsuna-san on Twitter. And I love that. He was he was still going about it this morning. Did you follow that at all? I didn't. I didn't. No. What happened? Okay, so before, like before now, someone jokes with him like, Do you like the twelve or do you like these male Vera? And he's like, It's a little different than what I had in mind, but I think it's cool. I'm like, oh, where do you think it came from? And he's like, Well, we never see them, so how do we see them now? It must have it must be Alagon cloning technology. <laughs> so he's just been shit posting with us at this point but this like this morning it. there was there was some clarity on on one of the things it's like that they can't you can't distinguish between male and female vera until they're they're in puberty and the easy interpretation there is well they just they they don't get a lot of secondary sex characteristics and gender role stereotypes until they're in puberty fine but someone actually asked him like point blank like if you just had 
Like, 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 if you were like laboratory conditions, they're naked. You really can't tell the difference between them. He's like, yeah, no, you can't at all. So I guess just uh, at some point, I think the joke that I liked the most was innies become outies at some point. But <laughs> yeah, so we don't, okay. you really, you're indistinguishable until puberty. And then they get carried off to be defenders of wood. All right. And I guess maybe something happens and they're like, hey, you can't, we need you over here. You can't defend the wood anymore. Uh, the world's going to end. Hey, if there's anything to come out for, it's the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. The the other thing is the female Hrothgar. Do we know anything about uh, that? Because it feels like there's a lot of lore behind male VR, but there's not. I, I didn't actually see anything about female Hrothgar. male for hrothgar or the yeah the lore for male hrothgar so far hasn't been entirely like gender specific i think we've just learned a lot about the hrothgar and i wouldn't be surprised if they tried to play it off as a coincidence that we didn't see many of them (laughs) so there's like no real explanation to why we only see male hrothgar right now not that i remember i could be wrong i didn't i didn't read a lot of this very closely but i don't remember it but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they were just like yeah you were just hanging out in in areas where there was a lot of dudes go to a different area you'll see them (laughs) okay you know what i'm gonna accept that answer uh just because i was content with the way it was i don't really care how whatever they do uh i was I, I kind of called it that they're going to introduce the, the female and male versions of these two races, and that's what they're going to do. They're not going to introduce a new, new technically new race, but they're going to introduce the same workload that would go into making a new that race was, by making, yeah. My guess as well is that when they said there were no more races, I was like, okay, so when we get to the next one, we're going to do the missing genders, and then the one after that's going to be third clans. Oh, yeah, that would be actually yeah, interesting think, if they did. I think 7.0 is going to be more clans. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Uh, the Magus sister says, say that right. Magus sisters. You didn't say Magnus. Yeah, I did my you best. You didn't say I Magnus did this time. Uh, Proud of you. all right. Magus sisters, uh, from Final Fantasy four. And, uh, what was the other one that they were from again? 10, 10. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently they were insects. You said moose in 10. Yeah, so I actually, I uh, I don't remember four very well at all. So that's that's the Mega Sisters in my head, bugs. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to be completely unique to fourteen, from what they said. But from our references, what what characteristics do these sisters normally have? Like, is there something that like uh, is noteworthy of them from previous games that would probably still apply in fourteen? From a lore standpoint, like they're okay. The thing is, like the thing with from the thing with the lore standpoint, uh, and this is something I completely forgot. And thank you for reminding me of the Mega Sisters. Um, in the trailer, I forget where it was in the trailer, but you can hear Golbez's theme. Um, hmm. The Mega Sisters were—I forget which Archfiend it was. They uh, were working for one of the Archfiends. So my thing is, like, implication-wise, it was in a dungeon showcase? Okay. I don't know where they would fit the Archfiends in here. Mm -hmm. Like, if they they somehow threw the Archfiends into the Invalker story, that'd be great. I don't know where they would fit them in, though. 
Um, but yeah, that's one thing I remember is just they were um, they were working for one of uh, the Archfiends um, in in four. Ten, they were just a they were just a summon. There was a summon that you fought and okay. could get. Uh, people are saying Barbara Celia, Celia, Barbara Celia, what? Barbara, <laughs> Barbara Celia, <laughs> Barbaricia, Barbaricia. Oh, frosty. Tower of Zot Barbaricia was the boss of that, but Gobez was in charge of the tower. Yeah, Gobez was in in like Gobez was in charge of the Archfiends in general. So yeah, like I, I kind of hope I do see Gobez in this. That'd be pretty fucking hype. But I don't think it's gonna happen. It like there's no way to kind of fit it in. Like lore was, I really think like I really think it would get just get shoehorned in. So pay no attention to to my my fanboying Gobez. Um, but yeah, like in ten, they were mm-hmm. bugs. Okay. Uh, in in the depiction that we got, the artwork that we got for Inwalker, they have more of a Dabnerian look. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they could be associated. So they could probably be associated with Dabner some way somehow. Okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> uh, keep going. Yeah. Uh, no, I was thinking, like, Moose, did you have anything to add? Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, I know they're in 4, I know they're in 12, there were bugs. Uh, or ones, 10. Or 10, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. One's usually a little taller, one's usually a little wider, one's usually a little younger. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw them in kind of the background of one of the dungeon arts looking a little weird. We saw them announced. That's all I got. Yeah, in okay. chat, Delta Attack. <laughs> <That's all I laughs> Delta got. Attack, okay, okay. I remember uh, it's Mindy, Cindy, and somebody else. I can't remember the last one. Wait, Mindy, Cindy, and Sandy? Wendy? Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. I don't know. I'm just, Sandy? I'm just Is Sandy. it Sandy? Okay. Yeah, name on Wendy. Give her, give her an attitude. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like uh, little chocolate drinks and stuff? Frozen chocolate drinks? <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. So we talked a lot about the keynote and everything else. Also, we could end up here and talk about what we're going to see in the patch in a few days. Um, so I'm going to tell you my recollection of what I remember from the most recent story uh-huh. quest. Uh, mm. And you could tell me how horribly incorrect it is. And this this will give you a peer into my mind and why maybe I don't remember things correctly and I don't uh, have a good mm-hmm. grasp on a lot of story stuff. Uh, is that mm-hmm. we were, I think we were having an issue and Nidhogg, we went and got to you, Matt, right? Uh, Ascendian was like, hey, you know what? Me, you, we're buddies. I'll, I'll ride you. You know, and just rode Tiamat <laughs> over into the battlefield and just start killing people. Uh, it, and it was... Uh, we were fighting some sort of clone copies of primals or something like that. They were like uh, some sort of primals. of The lunar primals. The lunar primals. Lunar yeah, primals. the lunar version. Okay, yeah, yeah, of, of those primals. Uh, and we were seeing that that's one thing that maybe these towers were making. I don't know. And then uh, Fondola, right? Went with Fordola. the... Yeah, Fondola. Okay, went with the... Uh, one guy that I barely remember at all, but apparently he played a big part in, like, I think the Crystal Braves or something like that, right? And they both have, like, Echo. Uh, 
and then they got attacked and they barely lived and got out uh and they both had a big attitude towards each other uh but apparently they became friends through this experience i believe in some way maybe and uh that's what i remember uh (laughs) and then at the very end they were like xenos oh what weapon we have so many weapons to pick from you know, uh, which weapon are you going to pick? He's like, I'm going to pick that one. And we don't see it, but now we know it's a, a scythe, right? It, it, it's a No, it's a pillar. It's going to 100% be a pillar because that's what was there. A pillar? <laughs> it's just a pillar? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a pillar. Like, he picked a pillar. He's just going to use a pillar. It's not going to be, we're not going to be a reaper. We're just going to be wielding a fucking pillar. Yeah, a gun scythe. None, you're right, a gun scythe, nonetheless. It's it's yeah. a gun scythe. Um, but that's, that's... Moose, how do you do? How do you do? How do you do? I think <laughs> I, it did good. I think it did. Yeah. It did good. It did good. It did good. It did good. Uh, so how 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 close did I get on this story, Moose? How 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 much did I remember? Uh, what? Like enough? Enough? Okay. Enough. <laughs> um, I'm trying to like remember. I'm trying to go through it in my head too. Uh, like I have flashbulb memories of playing through it. So like we start with mm-hmm. Dan Cred changing the definition of Magitech, which is where I was stuck for the first like hour. Like I took a break and went to go make sure I wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Like Magitech used to be ceruleum engine powered, uh, like gasoline replacement kind of analog where it was the superiority over magic they're gonna beat magic that's why it was called magitech there was no magic involved it was all like an engine that did all of the work and it recreated anything magic would do so you had you know missiles instead of firaga and then Thancred comes in and he's like yeah it's a machine that manipulates ether so magitech and i'm like man we just learned it wasn't like final fantasy 6 magitech for all these years and now you're equating the two and now i'm confused so i ha- so like that's my first flash fault memory but that's not important we're gonna ignore that okay 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 uh, i already ranted about it mm-hmm. um so they go and they're like the flames are prepping for a mission against the towers the people who went towards them are getting tempered by the towers that's and right. suddenly they're loyal they loyal to garlemald so nobody's uh Nobody's sure, quite sure how you can be tempered to a nation, so they're trying to figure that out. They decide to send Arnvald and Fordola in to figure that out because they can't be tempered. Mm-hmm. We learn that the inside of the towers are filled with captive Beast Tribe members who are you know, summoning the Lunar Primals. Mm-hmm. Arnvald catches a punch to the face and goes into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we go to Ozzy's Law and find Tiamat... And she's she's still planning on hanging out there until Estinian kind of insults her honor. So she she agrees to come with us for two reasons: one for vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, and two because the Maricidia mess still needs to clean up. She's gonna she's gonna call all of those who will still come to her side, and she's gonna kill the rest, put them out of their misery, and that this is that arc is finally gonna be over. So we get her her into the battle, take him out to save the Amalja because everything's going crazy there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think here. Lunar Bahamut, we finally take that thing out. It's a little easier than I expected. He went out a little faster than I expected, but it might be a hint that the Lunar Primals aren't like this big thing we have to worry about too hard. Mm-hmm. So we've still got to beat the rest of the Lunar Primals in the in 5.5. We've still got to meet the mm-hmm. Lady in White. Um... 
Kryle went to Charleon to petition them to aid in the Telephori research, and whether they do that even is up in the air. Uh, see, am I missing I anything? I think that was it before the uh, the um, Xeno scenes, and um, Estinian becomes a proper scion now, so he's yep. part of the science. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so the with big things we have left in the trailer are the rest of the lunar primals, uh, battlefield, mm -hmm. and meeting the the glowing lady. Yeah. Okay. Remind me, what, what was the glowing lady? I can't remember the glowing lady at all. She's just hanging out. Like it just there's this one brief pan of the camera where the the warrior of light is standing at Silver Tear Lake, and there's a glowing femininish figure behind them, and it contrasts with Zeno's talking about darkness, and she looks like light. So we're all like, yeah, Vanna, but mm. well, I'll just be wrong, right? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So with that in place, and with everything we've talked about from what we've seen where we're going in the expansion where's this what bridges are we going to see in 5.5 .5, do you think 5.5 5, 5. Um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> more with the first brood obviously um okay between that and like how we you know get to Vritra. Uh, or get in contact with Vritra or where we should go. Um, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about Baja or Dalriata because that's not central to 5.5 5.55 main story. Um, why is the, why is the first brood the only bridge I can, I can make? It's very difficult, right? You know what? If we go back to uh, Shadowbringers and how mm -hmm. it ended in one of the major story patches before going into the expansion, it was basically mm -hmm. like, all of our friends are gone somewhere. And then we wake up, literally, and they're like, off to a new world. And then you go, and it's like, mm -hmm. the bridge, there isn't like a huge, it doesn't feel like there was a huge bridge there. It's just like, hey, they're all being taken somewhere. <laughs> And then you just like, oh, we found a way. And you, they just send you off on your own. And you just forget about literally everything. You just a little magical teleport and you're off into a new, whole new world. So I feel like we might not get those easy bridges maybe even within the story. I, I, I don't know. I labor to predict the bridge because I labor to predict which arc of the story is going to come first. Mm -hmm. Um we know that several of them go to Charleon. We know that several of them go to Thavnir. When I look at the content of the trailers, I can see that there is clear Charleon content, and I can see that there's clear Thavnarian content. I can see one of the dungeons is inside of a tower in the Near East. There's Matanga kind of enslaved in the walls in it. Vritra is attacking an area th near Thavnir. But is that where we go first while they try to labor Charleon? Or do we go to Kryle and Charleon and because they won't help, go to Thavnir? Um, I can't predict which one is going to be first. I'm struggling with that. So I predict, or I struggle to predict what bridges we're going to have. But Thavnir is not a surprise to me, like Sly said, politically, because it's at the crossroads of the world. So it would be where we went either way um i always thought it was a bad move to try to pincer the capital from the two 
continents that we have because you have that whole south to come to their aid you would have to defeat the entire south it's much better to convince Thavnir to give up on Garlemald as a reliable neighbor and allow us passage in and fight our way up and take it on three sides if we want the capital so I think Thavnir was one of the best places we could go if we were going to you know go in the Garlean direction but is that why we go and when do we go there so I have, I mean, 5.5 could be anything now, just because I don't know which one of those two is first, flip a coin. I mean, yeah, it kind of brings back to how it was in uh, Stormblood, where it was like Alamigo uh, and um, why do I always, co- there's so many names. Yeah, Kugane. Uh, so you're like, how how are you going to, they could literally do whatever. They can make you star in one area or the other one. It <laughs> wouldn't change anything. You bring that up. It's entirely possible we could go to one, then leave, go to the other, and come back to the other one. Yeah. Just, we're probably going to hop Isn't back. That what and we forth. did for Kugane? No, no, no. Well, well for Alamigo. Yeah, we kind of did that for Alamigo a little bit. Yeah, we went to Alamigo. Yeah. Things weren't going great. We decided to split their attention. We spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in the Far East, and then we came back and fought Alamigo again. Yeah. Yeah, it's. You know what would be such a debate? Is if they start off like, hey, we gotta go to the moon, and you do all your low-level quests on the moon, and then we're just done, and we move on. <laughs> go to the moon first. Get the backstory out of the way. Just get the moon out of the way. Then we'll deal with everything else afterwards. And we end in Broken Garlemald, so and that's like what the ending of the game is, is in Broken Garlemald. And we just don't. In Restoration Quests, please look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, now that you think about it, there's just so many places that we're going to, so many different areas, it's hard to predict where they want to start the expansion off on. Um, because yeah. I would think, so what we're dealing with right now are the towers. That's in the story, the towers are the thing, mm-hmm. right? And the lunar primals and everything else. And so I would assume that we would follow that arc going into 5.5 to bridge into mm-hmm. uh, the the expansion. And so if we are following the towers, uh, whatever maybe the new primals are or what we would find new primals, which would be with the, the our friendly elephants uh, that hate Aura and eat them apparently or something, right? Uh, from what I was told. What? That, that's what I was told. They eat Aura, don't they? No? The, the Matanga? Yeah, Matanga, don't they hate? Isn't there like a... I'm just uh, leaving because this looks great. Yeah, look, somebody fed me bad lore. I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, like I, I was told that they, they really hate Aura. There's, they there's hate and a, they there's a clan of Matanga that live in the steppe, and mm-hmm. they, they have very bad blood with the Aura there, and no one knows why yet. So that's going to be lore that's introduced later, is why the Matanga of the Steppe really hate the Aura. Is it something that, did they hate them back on their home home continent too? Or is this, you know, bo- uh, bad blood born here on the Steppe? Or, yeah, so we don't know what it is, but the Matanga of the Steppe really hate the Aura of the Steppe okay. and kill them just for fun. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm I'm a little bit right. I don't know where the eating thing came from. Yeah, you're a little, I, uh, yeah I don't know where that eating thing came from. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, that was just hilarious. I don't know. That's what I was told. I think it was maybe Larry that told me that. Maybe Larry is lying to me. That sounds like a Larry that, that thing. Checks out. Holy shit. <laughs> that checks. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. 
All right, so I, I assume that we're going to be dealing with whatever the the towers and saving beast tribes are. And so maybe we have to go save a new beast tribe and that maybe starts the expansion. And so we're gonna probably in 5.5 going to deal like what your guys were talking about, the lunar uh, primals and everything and go and try to, because we were becoming friends with the beast tribes. I think that was like what we were doing around the end too, right? Is that we we're trying to team up with all the beast tribes uh, and be friends with them. And that was a big thing with uh, Lenosha, right? It's a goal that we need to meet right now because of the the way the story started. Um, this is kind of like deep lore, so it's easy to like overlook. But in one the Asians' original plan was to get the beast tribes in the cities fighting each other using the primals, so that the Garleans would have pretext to come in, and that that whole war was going to be the calamity. So to make peace with the Beast Tribes once and for all is one of the prerequisites to being able to move towards a conclusion that's stable. Um, and I do feel like they kind of rushed the Lomans in one a bit, like they really need Limza to be free right now. Um, but yeah, it feels like that, that, that peace with the Beast Tribes is just necessary. Okay, so maybe that's kind of what all 5.5 is dealing with is the beast tribes and the towers and everything. I mean, that's that's what maybe. I would assume. And this, again, you know, I you guys have this big puzzle and there's a couple of pieces missing. I have this big puzzle and like five pieces are in place and I'm trying to imagine what's in those giant voids that none of the puzzle pieces are next to. Uh, and so I'm doing my best, guys. Um, if it is... It's just the tribes. I'm really curious about, like, Lunar Odin. Like, why is Lunar Odin there? Mm-hmm. Mm. I forgot about Odin. Mm. Yeah. Odin, we were done with you Odin in 2.x. Uh... Yeah, as being in the game. I, you know, we we had him <laughs> as, like, uh, we had him as a, an, an extreme, right? Uh, or was yeah, he, he actually extreme? extreme? Or was it just a trial, a regular trial? Odin was a fan yeah, fest trial. trial. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a fan fest trial. Then they put him in the game as an extreme. Okay, that yeah, was like yeah, first yeah. fan fest. Yeah, I remember doing fest. that. I have my yeah. I beat Odin shirt somewhere around here. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then uh, he so was I'm also, a, huh? I'm an, I'm an idiot looking for new lore on Thornton or not Thornton. Sorry, on on Odin, just because there's no there should be no one to shove in a tower and get him back. So what's he? doing here are we gonna get some new information but um, why why'd you pick up odin a... by the way did we see lunar odin yeah we did I'm sure i think we did um there was lunar lunar, odin, ain't perfect, was, but... lunar ravana i know we saw lunar ravana yeah we saw there was something else yeah okay. yeah i'm pretty sure it was odin. well who uh, what was the story behind odin was it not like there's a, there's a couple of them. There's like uh, the the sword. Well, we know the sword is the primal Zantetsukin. That's the real primal. Mm-hmm. Um, they connected it to Eureka in a way. Um, I don't know if it's like so connected as that we can definitely say Eureka made Odin, but they were definitely of of the same type, the same zeitgeist, the same era, and the way we left it off kind of was there was another story about um, an Ilzebardian from the north who actually took the weapon. Uh, and there was all this other kind of stuff about like the war it had with Alog and that Wii U went and, or yeah, Wii U and Earth had faced Odin. And there was like all this lore that we never wrapped up on him. So I'm like, I'm curious if we're going to get any of that now or not. You know, all those fucking weapons that Xenos was looking at, they're going to all put them on walls inside of a tower and it's going to summon, <laughs> it's going to summon Odin. 
that's that's what they're doing uh yeah no i remember like the fog like there had to be a weather or something in uh one of the zones and it was like part of the hunt train almost like you go in there and you try to get special stuff from yeah i, I remember that was long long time ago someone, someone would kill him everybody would pat themselves on the back someone would pick up the sword a new odin would be born oh yeah and it would be the Repeat. player yeah it'd be the player <sighs> yeah that was good why don't they do they don't have open world stuff like that at all anymore i kind of wish they did i mean we have hunts but it doesn't have the the lore roots that it used to have but we still like mm. have fates where we go and get our frog suits and stuff I guess that's true. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So I think that's all I had on my list here. The thoughts and stuff to kind of go over. Uh, did you guys have anything else that you're like, Sly? This is your chance. I know you usually pick the brain of Ethos. Did you? Is there anything you wanted to pick the brain of Moose? Here. In terms of uh, everything for Inwalker, I think you kind of covered it. Like. You kind of covered pretty much all I wanted to cover. So good job. You had a, yeah, you had a pretty good spread of the knowns. Like oh, anything yeah. that we haven't talked about is something we don't have a clue to talk about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why Sly was so pissed off at everyone on Gillian Hair. <laughs> how many? How many answers did you know? Did you know all the answers to all the questions, Sly? Not all of them. I I did remember. Uh, I did remember what was the question about Althic? The the hour oh, very first Althic. one, the twelve. Like which one was? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, the Nightfall Company. That that was that was Zonday's company, right? That was the only one I didn't know. I just I didn't remember. Like, I if I I'm gonna spend the rest of my life wondering what would have <laughs> happened. But I went through all the answers in my head, and I went Garlemald wouldn't do it. I went, um, that was the Dark Light, Dark Light Raiders. They weren't mercenaries. And then I had this like momentary internal struggle of, am I being baited to choose Mahawk when it's when it's uh, the Alagons? But like yeah. the only thing in my head was like, the sun was good PR for Alog. They, why would they want Nightfall? The sun is the crystal tower. The sun's on the emperor's, you know, the on the sash of the emperor. You wouldn't want Nightfall. And then, like, so I allowed myself to be baited into Mahawk. And maybe 30 seconds after I said it, I was like, oh, that's the fucking Nightkin. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like I, I'm going to spend the rest of my life wondering if I had thought oh, of Nightkin earlier, would I have allowed myself to say Alog? And I don't know that I would, but I didn't know. I didn't remember. But looking back, it's like, yeah, the Maricidian sun is the one that's setting. I'm like, shh. Like yeah, so no, I didn't know that one. I totally forgot that Omega Terminal line. It doesn't so matter. So if you remember, got the points anyways. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that's. I didn't know. Again, I didn't know a single answer to any of them, and that's just that's just what I, you know, my, my experience with lore and story and everything else. Uh, but I am looking forward to all the YouTube comments about how I shouldn't be on these lore shows and everything else coming after we put this on YouTube later on. Uh, I, I The worst YouTube comments are always after the lore and story shows. It's just every single time. Huh? 
try not to read them. But I, I was I was trying to explain this to someone else. If you only get the best of the best, you're going to get like a tense, serious platform. Like if yeah. you want a good, entertaining thing, sometimes you need people who only know it a little bit and just make them fight, make them have fun. That's yeah. like, I think, I think you couldn't have gotten kind of a better cast than the one we got together. Like we could get some comparable casts going, but like, is there any way they missed an opportunity? I don't know. Like more primal representation, obviously, right? It's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it, I compared it to a PvP competition. If you want a fierce, exciting PvP competition to find the best of the best, you're going to get a different crowd than we just want to show off the mm-hmm. PvP in an entertaining way. And if you actually got members of the dev team who barely play the game to fight each other, that might even be funnier. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. know. So I think we did great. I think I had a great time. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And even though they, I had to play on EU servers, uh, it, it was good. It was good because technically I was on the EU team, huh? They yeah. a whole different spread of content creators and do it again, like yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, and you, I'll I'll come and host it. I'll, I'll help. Uh, I'll help. <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> um, but I, I think that I do hope that they reach out, and I think the JP community as well was like super. Like, hey, we need more of this stuff in the JP community as well. The comments I saw from the JB community were were really kind of like wholesome. Like the idea, the one that stuck out to me was the idea that they don't play like that very often, where they're just screwing around and having fun with friends and laughing, and mm. and and the idea of doing that in kind of a low pressure trivia situation was really attractive to them. I thought that was really low interesting. Pressure maybe not the word, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I felt pretty pressure. <laughs> I was doing my best, man. I was doing. My I'd best. love to see JB players. Let's bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that uh, we'll see how it goes. We, we still have six months to fill before the expansion comes out. I'm sure, uh, hopefully, you know, SE can find some little events and stuff. But that being said, I guess we can go ahead and start wrapping up the show and everything. Uh, it's been a blast. And Sly, it's been so long since I had you on here. I, I appreciate you coming on here. You're Thank you. Dude. Thank you again for having me on. And, and Moose, it was a pleasure being on with you. Uh <laughs> It, this is this is such a con like it's such a welcome contrast to Ethis. Don't get me wrong, like <laughs> Ethis is my boo. There's Ethis one I can boo. do. Play on my boy. Like, uh-huh. but yeah, we would love to one day have you on uh, with on Say the Realm with Ethis. That would just be like that would just be such an amazing show. That hasn't yeah, happened thank yet. Thank you so much for no. Oh. No, that's one of the reasons no. I was excited about this because I only know Sly from watching other shows. We've never we we've never even had like a regular conversation together. This right. is the first time we've got to hang out, and I had a great time meeting right. you like this. Well, yeah, awesome. you got to fix that, dude. You got to fix that, Sly. Mm-hmm. We will. Uh, one of the reasons I love your show. What? Well, one of the reasons why you like my show because you can kill. Yeah, because I get new people and talk about things in new yeah. ways. You always have new shows like this, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe we should kick at this off more shows, you know? He's going to be listening on plane and go through a certain type of way. Like, what the <laughs> fuck happened on Mog Talk? <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. He's going to be walking off the plane like that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that he knew Killing Air was going to be at the end of him, dude. And there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I we just need to we need to we can we can have more than just Ethis and Moose on here on the next lore one too. Maybe we'll just maybe Sly's going to be part of the cast too. We'll bring him in. 
because apparently that guy knows fucking way more than I know about lore. Uh, I'm I'm again I'm required to study it. That's it. That's okay. That okay. this kind of forces that. Uh, Sly, where people where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like and it's simple. Um, that's that's super simple. Uh, Moose, Moose. Uh, what last words you got here? And uh, shoutouts or anything you want to do? Uh, shout outs geez just thanks for having me on as always it's an honor to be invited anywhere especially here um if you want to find me anywhere i'm at anonymous xiv on twitter i lurk around the forums too much i'm in gamer escapes room all the time we got a lore room really anywhere with a lore room i'm I'm stalking somewhere i'm on ethis's discord i'm on <laughs> every discord so yeah. like bother bother me anywhere dm me send me something you know whatever i'll, I'll well, hang out you might put a little bit of stipulation on what they can send you, but I mean, you know, whatever yeah. you. <laughs> this is not blanket permission for anything, but like, floor <laughs> yeah. related, hit me. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then let me. You don't do any streaming, literally at all, do you, Moose? Not right now. I'm looking. I'm looking in. Like I've been in grad school hell for the last two three years so i'm looking forward to engaging some of my hobbies a bit more in a new way streaming might be part of it we'll see uh, i did a shout out command we'll it says follow over here last was playing quote quote i don't think i've actually like logged in aside from to chat with people on your show <laughs> nice uh anyways yeah um Please follow. It's anonymous on Twitter is where is a good commonplace I find you. So I mean, other than just discords and everything else. Um, and slide. Did I skip over you and shoutouts and everything else? Did you do your shoutouts? Did I forget? Uh, shout out to shout out to uh, of course my boy Mister Happy. Of course at this who's on the plane and is probably yeah. out of a job now. Um, <laughs> shout out to. Shout out just to the 14 community. You guys are fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody. Just thank you. Thank you again, Frosty, yeah. for having me on. Of course, dude. I love you, man. It's so much fun to have you on. Uh, so that all being said, guys, you are all fantastic for coming to watch you today. And, of course, special shout out to Ethis. Again, couldn't make it here. Of course, we would have had him on if we could. Uh, but I figured it was good to have the show right before the patch so we can have all these discussions and for the excitement of what's going to happen in the story and everything else. Uh, we're going to have more of these shows, of course, in the future, because there's a lot to talk about, especially post-patch uh, 5.5 and before uh, Walker is released, because we're going to have a lot more information coming forward. Uh, that being said, uh, special shout-out to my wife, uh, Corboros, for being uh, amazing and allowing me to do this every single weekend without, uh, you know you know making fun of me too much and then uh thank you very much to all the viewers to all the mods to everyone who supports the patreons uh subs every everyone uh you know if you're watching this on youtube or if you're listening to this uh through whatever podcast service you're using uh i appreciate you for your support um and i guess I, next week is kind of a question mark uh, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do for that show. I will go ahead and give you guys an early heads up. After next week, we're going to have a two-week period where there's not going to be any shows. Uh, it's going to be quiet for those two weeks, but uh, we will be having one next week. That is the plan. Uh, 
enjoy. You know what? Maybe we need to talk about 5.5. Maybe that's the show. Why am I thinking about this? This is a 5.5 show. We just have that show, you know, next week, and we talk about uh, Save the Queen and all that good stuff. I'm a fucking idiot. Anyways, that's what we're going to do next week. <laughs> Guys, have a wonderful rest of your weekend, uh, and see you next time. Everybody wave, say bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Uh, here is, of course, our moment where we thank all of our Patreon supporters, all the people who make the show happen uh, and help sponsor Mog Talk. Uh, first, let me go ahead and uh, thank the organizations. Ock Morning, uh, ran by Nimic, a great raiding wet, uh, resource. Uh, there's also TeamCraft, a great crafting uh, resource by Super Miu. And then there's Phase Temperance, uh, who is an organization ran by Uni to help the competitive uh, PvE scene kind of grow a little bit. Um, my mouse not working too well, but uh, hopefully it's it's uh, okay. My eyes are a little bit better this time. I also want to thank uh, Antonio, dude is Antonio, D Fury, Dr. Dirk, Daniel H, and Megan C, and Nami, all for being great contributors and sponsoring Mog Talk. If you guys are interested in sponsoring Mog Talk, just look for the Mog Talk Patreon, and we appreciate all your help. We have, uh, you know, mugs and t-shirts and uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, I, I really appreciate all you guys. You uh, make the show happen, and I hope, uh, you know, this, this is uh, my way of saying thanks to you, and you guys all have a very wonderful rest of your weekend. All right, bye, guys.